Well, what is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. It's Christmas week, and do we have some presents for you, right, Nate? We do. Tell the, tell the listeners what they won. They won an episode that probably can't go on YouTube. Oh, and hopefully we'll be able to put it on the radio still. Keep that in mind. I do not have time to edit the heck out of this episode. Okay. So we're going to have to be So mind my P's and Q's and D's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And A's. And A's and All S's. All that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's up? It's Good Morning Liberty. We talk life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week. And we want to smash that subscribe, the follow button, all those good buttons that make it your phone do things. Do you want to make sure things. that you can hear all the episodes. You gotta, you gotta be part of Fed Haters Club. You have to. They're be. getting it right now. You could get a mug if you want. Look at that mug right there. You see that mug? But, look at the mug. Oh, look at that mug. Oh, that's a mug. It's yeah, an right actual there. mug. Yeah, I yep. was. I wasn't just practicing. Oh. Um, there's the. Yeah, I changed the way the logo is on the cup now, by the way. So, oh, just so it doesn't look like this. So it anymore? doesn't look weird. No. <laughs> it's too big well. and misplaced. So, um, it's better now. That's look what it used that. to look good, like. Good but... morning, Liberty Fed Haters Club, right there on a mug. And, uh, it needs to come into focus a bit. <laughs> well, we can't I oh, there change we go. the focus, but okay. it's focused to your face right oh. now. Oh. So, you know, it's got to be up there by your face. Right? That's, That's how small it actually is. Actually, it's, there it's you a go. nice size cup. It's not bad. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. big cup. I'd say that's it's not you know, bad. I'd say that would hold some coffee. You can only you buy that. Coffee. You can only buy that if you're in the Fed Haters Club. You can buy it if you're not in the club, but it costs you a hundred dollars for the mug to but, pretend. Yeah, but you have your own special promo code if you're in the Fed Haters Club to buy that mug and the t-shirts and other kinds of stuff like that. So anyhow, uh, go do that. Join GML.com. Um, not a ton of news over the weekend. I would say uh, there was a little bit, just slight, just slight news. I felt like I really have to just, bit, like I had to bend over backwards to figure out any kind of news yeah. that there was uh, that happened over mm-hmm. the weekend. I think this came out on Friday, actually, potentially, but it was after Dumb Bleep of the Week. And uh, it's not like that big of a deal. Yeah. Or I really couldn't tell because it was blurred out. Mm-hmm. But um, it it's not like that big of a deal because, you know, I don't care. The Senate is really a joke anyway, and they just steal money from people and give it to other people. And yeah. I don't find these buildings to be sacred or anything. You're saying it was a good weekend. <laughs> it was good. There was good stuff happened. Yeah. Um, which, okay, there, there's going to be the joking fun part of this segment and then like the serious not fun part mm-hmm. of the segment. But the the fun news that happened over the weekend was this uh gay tape yep and it does you know what i what i'd say seriously is it doesn't really matter that it was sex it matters that it was gay <laughs> no wait i think i said that wrong i said that part wrong um that part shouldn't really be the biggest deal i guess uh but it, a, a leaked amateur pornography video showed a congressional staffer having relations with an unknown man in the Senate hearing room, the uh, video obtained by the Daily Caller shows the alleged staffer can seen being on someone else's staff in a photo. 
naked on all fours looking back at the camera on the table where senators often sit to ask questions during a hearing. Ugh. It appears to be unprotected. I don't know why that part. An unprotected like, staff. And uh, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want your, you want your staff to be protected yes. at all times. Mm-hmm. And this one was not right. a protected member of the staff. A source identified the room to the Daily Caller as a Senate room, Heart 216, the Judiciary Room. The caller blurred out his face because his identity has not yet been confirmed. This is before they confirmed his identity and the guy got fired and all of that stuff. So Uh. this was the original article that kind of leaked this out. So now we know, in fact, who incited the erection. There's so many good good jokes that we can make about this. Was it really the senator he works for? Um, no. no, Okay, that's... Well, actually, we don't know who the... We don't know who... Some of the live group mentioned that. I'm like, I don't don't know if we know that or not. Yeah, I don't think the... um, I don't think the identity of the pitcher has been identified yet. We just know who the catcher is. If you catch my saying there. Um, We don't know that part yet. I don't want to have to edit this a lot for the radio and everything. I haven't know? said That's anything. Okay. I haven't said anything that can't go on the radio oh. yet. The uh, I, So I heard about this because a friend texted us in a group message, and that's where I found out. I'd seen some people say something about a sex tape or whatever, and I was like, oh, God, who cares? Lauren Boebert out there giving HJs in the theater again. Like, who cares? <laughs> really? Um, it, which... Which is about how I feel about this. I don't hold any special place in my heart for the Senate other than I kind of want it to burn down sometimes. So that must have been on that guy's bucket list for sure. Oh, yeah. Worth getting fired. Like, you have to imagine there has to be so many cameras in there, let alone shooting it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and to think. Like, there has to be so many cameras in there. Like, what a ballsy you would, move. You would, think, <laughs> you would think that there is enough security. I just want to, like, the, the brave, this is brave, honestly. Courageous. It's a, a courageous, brave thing to do to go in there. Vulnerable, I would, I would have to say. Did you say vulnerable? Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. With a, yeah. Um, Sometimes V's sound like B's. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Um, the courageousness to go in there on all fours just as as god made you mm. okay as and to, he, lo- as and to look intended. back at it yeah <laughs> and to film it like in a room in the in the in the senate where you would think someone could walk in like i don't know a security guard like oh let me check and make sure no insurrection in there okay no insurrection in there that's cool but no i guess it's just a um it's just a thing you can do so anyway a friend sent us this story, and so I decided I was going to go look for the story, you know, because I hadn't seen anything about it. And so over the weekend, I wanted to try and figure out what the heck was going on. And so I I, I went to the Washington Post, Charlie, as you can see, uh, nothing on the nothing on the Washington Post front page or anywhere on the website about this at all. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, the New York Times is going to cover this. They care about tapes filmed in the senate uh nothing nothing, nothing from the new york times mm. anywhere on their website about nothing this. about the desecration of democracy i did see that there's a sex scandal in florida that has shaken the moms for liberty group a right-wing advocacy group's uh influence is waning mm. so they did have a sex scandal on the front page but it had to do with moms for liberty oh right there 
Um, I looked at CNN and I couldn't see anything there. I did see this article, how often should you poop? And so I was like, okay, this is a lead. This is, this could lead us somewhere, but no, that's not it. Um, so I did finally find though, it was as you scroll way down on CNN's page on under more top stories. Yeah. More top stories way down here, right underneath uh, Dr. Gupta sharing how ketamine led to the death of Matthew Perry. You get the uh, Senate aide out of a job after a purported sex tape apparently filmed in the Senate hearing room. Hmm. Those things are all confirmed, by the way. Uh, right you know, below that stretch yeah. of it, highway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that has a deadly reputation. Mm-hmm. And so and then there's a news quiz down there at the bottom uh, <laughs> after that that you could mm-hmm. take. An interesting thing when you click on this story and read about it, this is before I actually found much about it, saying that he's out of a job after the publication of a video appearing to show two men having sex in the Senate hearing room. Uh, police are looking into the video, although not too hard. Yeah, God. CNN has... I would hate that job. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Imagine doing the lineup on trying to find the guy with the camera. Like, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Let's see your... Uh, in a statement, the person, whose name is Aiden Maisie Chiropsky, 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 said, this has been a difficult time. This is the guy who got fired yeah. after taking it for the team in the Senate room. Mm-hmm. A depiction that all of us have felt at one point in time <laughs> coming from the Senate, but... Uh, he says, this has been a difficult time for me as I've been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. <laughs> While some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. Would, yeah. This guy's looking at legal options in this matter because he's being attacked for being gay. Uh-huh. This is this is anti-gay bigotry. It's a hate crime. Homophobia mm-hmm. that's happening right now. Uh, but he, you know... He says he would never disrespect his workplace. Oh, God. I can't even look at this. God. Ugh. Imagine having the audacity after like the videos out. Like, dude, we know we can see you. We can see you. This I would never no, disrespect my is, workplace. No, there's no AI generated video or anything yeah. like that. Okay. Um, and coming out and saying, Oh, I would never disrespect my workplace. I'm pursuing legal options to go, to go after people. Like, and then you you still got this. Let's get away from this video. Oh, um, God. <laughs> God, I can't believe you pulled this stuff in here. Oh. I told you I don't know if I'm going to put this on YouTube or not. I'm not sure Change how it's going to go. Next. Oh, I don't think you want me to. God, people <laughs> put their hands there, you know? <laughs> It just lets you know there's nowhere safe. You're never going to... I might have to carry hand sanitizer with me everywhere like, I go now. Is this area going to be like roped off like, or maybe like a police line or something around the chair? Like, what yeah. are you going to do? I, if this isn't disrespecting workplace, I don't know what is. <laughs> I see people dropping out of the chat. <laughs> You gotta get. You can't stay on this too long. That's uh, good thing. They, the good thing on the radio, you can't see anything. No, no. Yeah, because this would definitely not be allowed on the radio. This guy has an ass made for radio. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. um, no, we like can a get good donkey. Yeah, it's a nice donkey. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, Ex Senate staffer in alleged sex tape snafu may have exposed himself to legal trouble. Nice. I like that. Good job. The uh, New York Post. So mm-hmm. he could potentially be in some legal trouble. 
Um, he's no longer employed by the U.S. Senate. We know that. Got no, uh, got no comment on the personal matter, said uh, Senator Cardin from Maryland. Um, Cardin was named the temporary replacement for Dianne Feinstein, slot, uh, her slot on the Senate Judiciary Committee earlier this year, which may have been how the staffer had access uh, to the Senate Judiciary. Or who was he with um, that I could have know. access? We still don't know. Yeah. Because the guy he was with definitely had access. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe they came in the back door. (laughs) Just reading. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think of that one. That's good. That's good. They did. They did use the back door to get in. (sighs) They came. They came through the back door. This is just (laughs) such a perfect environment for so many great, so many great puns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can say that on the radio. People have, I mean, all kinds of people have back yeah. doors. In fact, I bet everyone does, <laughs> everyone. except for Kim Jong Un. You know, he's the only one he's apparently. <laughs> uh, the question may be whether this was access under legal authority for a staffer, so he might not have had authority. Oh, I love that reality's better than like any TV you could ever make up. You know. The legal scholar also opined on whether charges could be brought under. <laughs> 18 USC 641, which involves the imp- the improper of public property, maybe improper use, use or something. Yeah. I would assume uh, the Capitol Police could argue improper that this form maybe constitutes. <laughs> it doesn't uh, specify; it just yeah. says improper. This could constitute using government property for personal purposes. I are you sure? <laughs> I really know. If anything is worthy of pulling a fire alarm over, <laughs> let me tell you what. <laughs> it's, the key, f- <sighs> the key factor is the fact that this videotape was made with the apparent intent to publish or show others, because that's where they found it. It was like a public, well, I don't think it was public, maybe like a private thing. I'm not sure. Someone's, private Discord. Someone's maybe. private. Sex in congressional offices by both members and staff have long been known to occur on Capitol Hill, yet this was a public hearing room, albeit closed at the time, and a tape made for what appears to be public viewing. Um, so... We'll see how this one shakes out. I'm not really sure. Um, he might. I don't know. They might really. They might really come come down on them for this one. I'm this not is sure. just after Biden announced that they were going to bring back decency. <laughs> I did see yeah. all that. Yeah. And so, and didn't some trans woman like expose her, his or her? Breasts? Yeah, that's been all the stuff that's been going around. Um, you know, going to bring back decency, and it's all the. The, the breasts exposed uh, on what was it? The, uh, maybe the White House LGBTQ yeah. party or something. Yeah, some like kind that. of pride celebration, maybe yeah. something like that. Um, whatever, you know. I just I can't figure out if people who are criticizing this, if they actually take the institution so seriously that they're like actually offended by this, or if <laughs> well, it's you know, just, Osama bin Laden's upset about this. Oh, he's very upset. Yeah, he's so upset this, about Clinton getting. This, could actually, BJ. This could actually be incitement if there's a terrorist attack pretty soon. Probably, you know? yeah. Um, I I think people... You don't think Osama Bin Laden Jr. is paying attention? Oh, yeah. They definitely are. Yeah. This is... You thought Clinton getting a BJ in the Oval Office was bad. Yeah. You mix... Now you're mixing Gatum <laughs> into it. They're definitely against that. Now, I know all you lefties that support <clears throat> Hamas and Palestine don't understand that. But those folks... Not only do they hate sex in government buildings if you make it gay oh yeah they're really against that my god can you imagine if something like this happened in a middle eastern country like in their 
parliament or <laughs> or castle or whatever it is. They'd be they'd be beheaded. Oh yeah, yeah. They would they'd be dead already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, America is such a terrible place. That uh, is right, Costco. That yeah, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. on the White House lawn, his were out. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it was fine. <laughs> yeah, that was fine. I guess I mean. If you get implants, can you take your shirt off in it public? Actually, it actually would be kind of a funny show of defiance against the trans uh, rhetoric to not censor it if it's a guy who got breasts added on. Yeah. And not censor it like any other guy who had a shirt off. Right. Well, <laughs> I know? think there was a guy right next to that guy who had a shirt off. Yeah. I think. Anyhow. So. That's neither here nor there. And his were just as big. <laughs> So the um, can I say that on the radio? Dang I don't. It. I don't think so. Oh, breasts. Yeah, breasts. Okay, we're Shoot. gonna have to use like a scientific definitions right now. Okay, it's only science. Mm-hmm. Only science right now. Okay. Um, the the way everyone's talking about this, of course, the right. Can you is, change this too? Because what is this? What is Instagram or something? What is happening on the screen? What's wrong with this? At least he has a thong on. <laughs> Come on. Good please. form, holding up that bottle of whatever it is on his please. back. Go to the next you know? one. <laughs> Go okay. to- There's a nice picture okay. of the, of the yeah. fella right there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a... Man, I wanted to show... I thought I had this. No, I don't have it in here. Man, let me pull this up real quick. Someone also pulled up the guy's uh, Venmo transactions, and I thought that was a good opportunity for us to talk about our history when it comes to putting things in the memo lines of Venmo transactions. Uh, because I don't know about you, Charlie, but I have a history of putting ridiculous things. Oh yeah, on uh, my Venmo or whatever it is on my memo lines for checks. I've I've always done that kind of stuff. Um, but they, you know, I did want to kind of push back against this one because okay, <clears throat> there's I think a really big part of this that's got the right so uproared right now is the fact is the gas. I think that that's what's going on, and that kind of provides a lot of ammo for people to talk about this, of course. So that's an extra level of, I guess, fun to the conversation. Would it be entirely the same if it was uh, some hot chick getting railed in the Senate? I don't think so. I'm not sure if we can put that on the radio or not. Gosh, dang it. Radio, <laughs> right? This is a tough radio show to do right mm. now. Um, we got a radio show we do every Tuesday night on the Free Talk Live Network where we go under the name Liberty at Night. And so that's why you hear us call ourselves Liberty at Night sometimes. It's a tough job to adhere to the FCC's regulations. It it's difficult. Because the FCC won't let me be, or let Nay be. So it, it's, the right is very... <clears throat> or let Nay be me. The right is very upset about this, and the left clearly not upset. Uh, the story is that Republicans are upset, if you're watching the left. The left was very upset about Lauren Boebert fondling her boyfriend in a theater uh, one time, which in a was theater Cal- in a theater. Yeah, they were watching some kind of play or musical or whatever. Yeah. Beetlejuice is what they were watching in a yeah. in a theater, and she was uh, touching in in ways that uh, might not be best for public. Although, yeah. the, of course, she we, was the middle we've thigh. All, we've all done it before. It was the middle thigh. Yeah, <laughs> <It> was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was practicing skiing. Yeah. She's a big skier, you know, being but out there just from the one Colorado. Hand. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. You lose a whatever you, this is over there. And if you, you lose just one go, pole, you grab Yeah, you just yeah. go the other and you got to go extra hard with that one. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's just good to practice skiing. safety. You never yeah. know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So there's a lot of partisan stuff going on with this whole story. Next up, Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) Oh, God, please no. Uh, Here's some of the Venmo transactions. Um, Maybe we won't say them, uh, but they were kind of funny with a lot of words that we can't say. Like, okay, sexual favors was one of them. Strip dancers was one of them. Pineapple-shaped adult Mm -hmm. toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, was one of them. Yep. And this is, I get it, this is funny, but if my transactions became public domain, they would basically say the same thing uh, overall. I don't know about you, Charlie, but um, I think I've always put ridiculous things on there. Oh, absolutely. So this to me doesn't really mean much, and I've seen this screenshot going around, and it was inside some of the articles that I looked at too, like, oh, we should have seen this coming. Uh, you know, look at this guy's Venmo. No, that doesn't mean anything. Definitely should have seen it coming. You're right about that. <laughs> no, we all already did. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, I the, think we can say phallic symbol. That's scientific. Could probably say that. So pineapple shaped phallic sure tool. Sure, we'll find out. Phallic tool. We'll find out if it. Can uh, you say that? Gets flagged by any of the program directors. Okay. We'll we'll find that out. <laughs> Are you looking up the FCC's rules right now? Okay. <laughs> Inexperienced as far as far as the radio thing goes, we've done we've done like uh, twenty of them so far. So anyhow, uh, there's another clip going around of Senator Ben Cardin uh, talking on the Senate floor about January sixth, and of course the uh, sacred space that is the uh, Capitol building. And this is being used, of course, to say, "Oh well, these Democrats they don't actually look at this as a sacred space." And the truth is, they don't. They they don't. This is all politics. When people are up there talking about the sacred space of the Capitol, it's just to win political points. It's just to put down their opponents. That's all it is. But this is also not some big sign that this Ben Cardin guy said this while knowing that his staffers were having sexual relations on top of the Senate hearing table. Also, I don't think that that's something that he was uh, asking them to do or okay with everyone doing. So, you know, just got to calm down some of the some of the rhetoric on this and talk about this for what it is. It's a real-life depiction of the American people every time the Senate decides to do something. And that's exactly what this is. This is perfect made-for-meme-type programming right here. All you got to do is put American people in text on the guy's back, and you can put that up to whatever, taxation or regulations or money printing or whatever and here's a picture of this guy's back says american people on there and that's what we're getting all the time although we don't want it and i think this seems to be i think he i think he was asking for it like specifically more to come on liberty night free talk live network Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Liberty Unite on the Free Talk Live Network with Nate and Chuck. We've been talking about this uh, thing that happened in the Senate. I think we're in trouble, by the way. Are we in trouble? 
Yeah, what we do. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of this can go on the radio. Like none of it? Well, so what are the FCC rules around obscenities? There is no specific list of banned words. Put out by the FCC, their official policy <clears throat> states that obscene content does not have protection by the First Amendment. For content to be ruled obscene, it must meet a three-pronged test established by the Supreme Court. So it must appeal to an average person's prurient interest, <coughs> depict or describe sexual conduct in a patently offensive way, mm. and taken as a whole, lack serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. Well, this does not lack any political value. Well, this is a political story. This is, yeah. This is a news item that Indecent content portrays sexual or Stern. Uh, excretory organs or activities in a way that is patently offensive but does not meet the three-pronged test for obscenity. And then profane content is grossly offensive language that is considered a public nuisance. Mm. Or nuisance. Nuisance. However you want to say it. This is very serious political value. That's absolutely serious. I'm offended by this, and that's why we're talking that's about it. That's why we're talking about it. Okay, this is, a, this is a desecration of the American dream. Right here. Mm-hmm. You see um, what happens when they remove the Ten Commandments? <laughs> there you go. Turn it just straight up right wing now. This is what happens when you remove God. <laughs> they remove God from schools and from the Capitol. This is Joe Biden's America. Yeah. Right here. Okay. Mm. Okay. Anyhow, um, that's that story. And we're sticking to it. And we just stuck it to you. And whether you liked it or not. So here we go. Let's get to the next. You got anything else important? Just to minimize the editing, we'll have to move on to a, to another thing to talk about that happened over no, the let's, weekend. Let's finish it this was, thing. Well, it's basically, it's it was finished from what I can tell. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else to say on it other than I just, I don't want people to... <sighs> And so I see so many people talking about this, like, oh, this is what it, this is what blah, 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 the left and the Democrats and the what. I'm like, come on, guys. It's, it's sex in the Senate hearing room. It's probably happened a thousand times. At least this one was consensual. They're only making a big deal about it because the right's only making a big deal about it. One, because it was Democrat staffer and two, because of because of gay. <clears throat> and, and that's it. And if it were opposite, if it were some people on the right having straight relations or whatever they'd be trying to avoid the story wouldn't be talking about the sacred chambers of the senate or anything like that and look and uh the books prove that congress <laughs> has shelled out millions of dollars to, big, big to, d democrat <laughs> <laughs> that congress has shelled out millions of dollars to um the to people they've sexually assaulted yeah yeah that's yeah, a thing so yeah, this happens. And I think we all deserve a, a chunk of the money because, once again, this is just a visual representation of the American people every time this group of Senate members gets together and does anything. Yeah. So that's the people. Honestly, this is art, if you think about it. This guy is just portraying <laughs> mm-hmm. in an artistic way. Exactly. I think it was a protest. I think so, too. You, you've got the right to protest. <laughs> this is protected by the First Amendment, <laughs> yeah, folks. This is a First Amendment case, if I've ever seen one. I do think there will be a Senate probe into this, and maybe they launch their own probe. Yeah. In fact. Probably. <laughs> ah, what a sticky situation. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Probably okay. need to make a law about back doors. I know. So people can't get in there. locked up. Yeah. Let's keep that uh, protected. <laughs> so, Okay. Now we'll uh, we'll talk about something else for a moment. This one, I Can mean, you this, believe this whole thing used to be against the law? <laughs> Just straight up, still is in some places. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. 
Um, let's take a hard, hard, <laughs> let's take a hard shift to another topic. Mm, yeah. Okay. That has absolutely nothing to do with this. And I mean, it's, it actually is unrelated. I'm just trying to preface that this is how unrelated it this is. is coming in hard. Okay. okay. Yep. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're coming up on the holiday season and Honestly, I used to dread this part of the year. Seriously, did. Uh, it can be so stressful trying to find gifts, coordinate schedules. You guys ever try to schedule with your family during the holidays? Uh, plus, to me, it's always marked the passing of yet another year. And when I say that out loud, I can't believe that I used to look at that as a bad thing, the passing of another year. Not everyone gets that. But adding something new and positive can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress, just like it was for me when I tried it. That's right, doing therapy worked for me, and it can work for you too. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-M-L. Um, this is a video from over the weekend, a bunch of libertarians passing around, making fun of it. Um, Tucker Carlson hooked up with Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> Tucker. They're got, dating maybe, now. Maybe he's the guy that was holding the camera. I'm not sure. Um Tucker Carlson was on System Update with Glenn Greenwald, and Carlson is almost like an economic socialist or basically fascist or whatever. Listen, he's not a free market economics guy at all. Uh, he does great interviewing people. He's pretty good on free speech. You know, he's got a he's good on some other things. He's got a way of talking about stuff for sure. But um, he's he thinks that Congress should should stop electric vehicles because mm-hmm. ten million men yeah. are truck drivers, and we should stop innovation so that ten yes. million people don't lose their jobs. Yeah, and so it's a good thing he wasn't around in the early nineteen hundreds or any other time there was a right. technological innovation because he would have been out there preaching that uh, we shouldn't make this innovation because people are going to lose their jobs. Uh, but this, he's critiquing, here's what's wrong in America. Even though he's using innovation to launch his Tucker Carlson network. Now, people people <laughs> have a, people are having a tough time in, in this economy, Charlie. And the, the rich are getting richer. And these, yeah. these big corporations, you know, they're taking over everything. And Tucker Carlson... People are just getting bent over. Yeah, they are. Hard. Yeah. And he has finally fingered the problem. Okay? And he has... has pinpointed that it's our libertarian economics mm. that is the uh, the issue that we have right now in America. So this really is a dumb bleep, but since it happened over the weekend and I saw a bunch of people talking about it, I thought, hey, it's a good opportunity to um, to talk about this right quick. So let's get over to this video. Maybe I'll skip ahead just a, a little bit once he gets going. Here's but it also... Talking kind of transformed economic policy. He frequently kind of denounced the classic sort of Reaganomics, this idea that, oh, we should all cheer for the richest people in our society to get richer because a rising tide lifts all boats and everybody watches Raytheon and Boeing and BlackRock and Amazon get richer and richer and richer. Can you stop it right there? Okay. This is kind of a farce, but at the same time, if you think about it, have we not all gotten richer? We have, yeah. Like, 
insanely richer. We have all gotten richer. The poorest person in America today is way richer than arguably the richest man ever in history to live, which was Rockefeller. Doesn't matter. Who could probably amount to a trillionaire Mm -hmm. if you look at his actual wealth and all the stuff that he owned. Yeah, but he couldn't stop his kid from dying from an infection. Exactly. You know? I think... I need to look it up, but I'm pretty sure he had several or a few kids die because of like basic like mm-hmm. medical things that we have now. Yeah. That even the poorest kid in America gets. Do you know how stocked his refrigerator was? It wasn't stocked. There weren't refrigerators. So, there weren't refrigerators. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. it wasn't. Um, yeah. That's the that's the thing. So yeah, he was uh, really rich, but all of us have gotten better throughout this time. Um, are you looking up to see how many kids died? Mm-hmm. All right, let's listen to a little bit more of this. Aren't rising? I'm just tired of and- hearing that argument because, like, we are all richer. Yeah, like but way they, richer. If you just point out certain people that got richer and maybe they got richer faster than other people, then you can hit someone's emotional buttons and you can tell them quietly that this isn't their fault; it's someone else's fault, and that they don't need to change anything that they're doing. That it's actually the the entire system is screwed up, and the system is screwed up. I don't think it's because of libertarianism, uh, but the system is screwed up. And some people do get rich when they shouldn't, and that's because the government takes your money and gives it to other people through force. And uh, they print money, and that goes to people at the top first. And so, yeah, it's screwed up for sure. But I wouldn't blame libertarianism for this. And it really led a lot of people who have been capitalists their whole lives to at least start questioning, not capitalism as a theory, but capitalism, how it, how it manifests in American society. What is your view about sort of where the populist right is, the Trump movement is, when it comes to these core questions of economic theory and economic populism? I think a lot of people have awakened to the now demonstrable fact that libertarian economics was a scam perpetrated by the beneficiaries of the economic system that they were defending. So they created this whole intellectual framework to justify the private equity culture that's hollowed out the country. That's my personal view, and I've seen it up close my whole life, so I think it's a fair assessment. Um, I think a smarter way to assess an economic system is by its results. So you can assign whatever you want to the economic system of the United States. You could call it market capitalism. You could call it, I mean, you could call it a whole host of different things. But I, I don't think any of that's useful. Those are boring conversations. I think you need to ask, does this economic system produce a lot of dollar stores? And if it does, it's not a system that you want because it degrades people and it makes their lives worse and it increases exponentially the amount of ugliness in your society. And anything that increases ugliness is evil. And it's just kind of Let's just start there. So if it's such a good system, why do we have all these dollar stores? And the dollar <laughs> store is, is... What? He wants to measure an economic system by whether or not it produces more dollar stores. What's wrong with dollar stores? I, I got to tell you, I mean... There's this big... I go down to my local Dollar Gentral every now and then, and mm-hmm. they, ain't nothing wrong with that place. I got one. They got quality goods there. Cl- closest store to my house is a Dollar General, and I go there sometimes with a bulletproof vest on, strapped to the, <laughs> just ready to go, and uh, and I pick up the the jar of mayonnaise or whatever I was I was missing. They got you know? they got Dukes there. They got Kraft. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't understand. You know. They even, they even got Smithfield sausage there, which is like the best. If you want to get like pre-made sausage patties and heat them up in the morning, absolute best mm. China sausage you can find. Yeah. It's amazing. 
Um, I don't understand all the hatred for dollar stores, the ideas that there's a lot of poor communities and they've got a dollar, like you drive into the city and the first thing you see is a dollar store, like on the way in. And somehow... Actually, the first thing you see in almost every city is a dollar store because yeah. they have like thousands of them. So many. Everywhere. So many dollar stores. Yeah. Like more than Walmart or, or whatever else. And honestly, I don't know if you notice this or not, but when you go into a dollar store... Uh, some of the things are more expensive. They are. And, and if you go to like Walmart or... And that's one of the reasons that or Target a lot even. of people don't like them because they're not actually... Like some of the things might be cheaper, but they'd be smaller quantities. You're paying more per ounce or whatever right. for, for everything there. And uh, so that's one of the reasons people don't like them. They'll say that it hurts poor communities because they don't carry fresh food. And so poor communities aren't able to have... For, you know You know how you see whether or not they want that food? Someone needs to start a grocery store. In that area, a fresh market, uh, something with a fresh with a produce market there. And if people decide to go there instead of going to the dollar store, then that's what those people wanted. And if they don't do that, then that's not what the people wanted. And it's a pretty easy way to check and see. Listen, the, I think a lot of people who come from these uppity neighborhoods, big cities, stuff like that, who have never had to live in actual rural America, mm-hmm. where you're you got a town of two hundred people. And there's not enough people there to maybe support a full grocery store, or there's not someone there who wants to own a grocery store, or something like that. And it's a, it can be a blessing when a big company wants to come in and start a dollar store there, because you're acting like the alternative is this amazing fresh fruit market that was just going to exist magically in this area if there wouldn't have been a dollar store there. In the perfect and, system, Nate. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. But that's not the case. They're, they open up in a lot of places where no one else will open up. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. Okay. And of course, we miss the the most important fact, which is like we don't have a liberty a, li- a libertarian <laughs> no. economy no. whatsoever. This is not. I mean, let's just take it back to the very beginning. the The economic system that our founders set up, what is so far gone. In fact, you can measure it in dollars. It's ninety nine percent gone. The founders because ninety nine percent of the value of the dollar is gone. The, the founders, I know that I know what you're saying, but just to clarify it more, the founders didn't really set up an economic system. They set out to not have a government that impeded people trading freely with one another, and like so, the natural economic system was just free trade amongst people. And being able to create value and trade for value. And they set out to not have a government that was going to stop people from doing that. And so, yeah, we had a pretty good free well, market system there for a bit. Kind of. There are tariffs, there's stuff. Well, uh, I meant like, know, so the Articles of Confederation, the reason why we had the Constitution was because states were making their own money and like they mm-hmm. wanted a unified, you know, there you which T-Dub said states have their own currencies. Right. Yeah. That was Articles of Confederation. Mm-hmm. But then they switched that, obviously, because. I mean, Hamilton being one of the big government guys and some other folks. I mean, it would be kind of difficult to have, although they do it in, in Europe, mostly, mm-hmm. I guess. And the, although they've switched, they have the a Euro lot of countries have switched places. to the Euro. Yeah. But um, coining money can, can be difficult when people don't agree on the value, let's say. But it is just a means for exchange. However, so they did have some play, I would say, in setting up an economic system. But yeah. we are so far removed from that. And I'm not even saying what the founders did was libertarian, right? Because I would classify a libertarian economy that would mostly resemble an Austrian economic school of thought. Like, how about they just don't do anything? Right. And then people decide, that'd be like anarcho-capitalism, you know? Yeah. They don't come in and do anything. Uh, They could coin money, 
but it doesn't have to be like the only money that people are using. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe they wouldn't seize everyone's gold or, uh, you know, destroy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyhow, no, not libertarian whatsoever. He goes on to say that the libertarian economic system was uh, created its own moral fra- It was perpetrated on us by the people that would benefit from it, like these private equity people. Uh, that, and that's, and that's what it is. Uh, no, I'm, those people can benefit from people putting their money into private equity firms and investing in businesses or the government taking other people's money forcefully and putting it into some of these firms and propping them up at the same time and bailing them out if something goes poorly for them. That's not libertarian. Okay. And then he says that they created a whole moral framework with these people that would come out and talk about the virtues of the, of the free market system and like they create what they created. Hayek and Mises and Rothbard and Rand and Friedman and all that. And this is just all some big conspiracy by big <laughs> private equity back in the early 1900s yeah. to create this system that sounded like it was more like, oh, we're going to tell people it's good to let people trade freely with one another. But really, we're just trying to make a ton of money. That's yes, all it is. There's right. actually no morality behind this at all. Yeah. You know, he sounds like Alex Jones right now. Maybe you've been hanging out with him too long. <laughs> so you're saying <sighs> people can be free to make their own choices. That's that's a I mean that's immoral. That's because, a lie. <laughs> because by people making their own choices, you can then exploit them because mm-hmm. they're free to make their own choices. I, what? I'm not sure. <laughs> so you create this system. This where, is the problem with personalities too. I know. If people follow certain people, like oh, I love Tucker. I love Tucker. Man can do no wrong. <laughs> Fox News did him dirty. I'm gonna follow him everywhere, and he I, says stupid sh- like this. And then, of course, like if you're not up to speed on economics, which most people aren't because it's boring as hell, I get it. <laughs> you're going to listen to this and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Great analogy. You know, I noticed my, I noticed I'm having a hard time at the local factory making a living wage and my family shops at the Dollar General. And, and, uh, Tucker's probably right. We need to analyze our economy and make sure we have fewer dollar stores so everybody lives a better life. The whole railing against dollar dollar stores thing, once again, it's just really weird to me. And to me, it comes from people who have never had to actually live in a really small town where, like I come from a town where, um, here's the deal. Um, if my dad didn't want to have a grocery store, the town just wasn't going to have a grocery store. And that was it. And that, and if he decides not to, which he did eventually, what do they got? They had a dollar store for a little bit, but you know what? My dad actually put them out of business because that people did decide that they wanted to go to that grocery store, but not every town has my dad, okay? And so sometimes you got a dollar store and that's all you got and they're all over the place and they've done kind of a correlation is causation thing where they look at the dollar store and they say, well, look, there's a dollar store and it's a poor community. But what Therefore, hap- this is a dollar store is making people poor. What happened? Why does that town no longer have a grocery store? Why? Because of Illinois' regulations and minimum wage increases and taxes, it wasn't. It was no longer <laughs> yeah. profitable. There's other. There's other reasons. You know. So it's, it's Illinois a, helped out that town. They did big time by mm-hmm. getting rid of their grocery store now. Big time. Yeah, they're doing so much better now. Everyone's happier there. They're not depressed. Everyone's got everything they need because of something. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not really sure uh, what it is that they did. So what you were saying earlier is people can listen to this. They can listen to a personality like Tucker Carlson and say, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there is something wrong here. And they can be like, oh, yeah, the system, this system is rigged. 
this uh this this system really does benefit people at the top uh more so than it should and then you could hear him say well that and that's because of libertarian economic lies and i'm like what the absolute are you talking about yeah. dude there's no libertarianism happening here where you have a market where you're able to create things, but then the government takes a whole bunch of it and then they just give it to other people who donate to people's campaigns or because they want to stimulate a certain area because of the color of the people who live in that town or whatever it is. Like that's not a libertarian economy happening where they print money and they give it to people at the top first and then they get the full value of the money. And as a, as that finally makes it down into the economy, people's value has been devalued by 40% when they finally get the money and prices have gone up. And it's just, that's not to say that that's libertarian economics. He's either lying or he's just an idiot. Like those are the only two options that are available mm-hmm. right now. He's either lying or he's an idiot, ignorant. and I don't know which one it is. Ignorant or ignorant, it could but be he's, both. He's not. He's spent so. He's spent. I trust that he has spent a lot of time reading and looking into these things and talking to people and in, investigating some things. And like, I wouldn't call him ignorant. He's seen a lot of the. He's he's seen a lot of how the sausage is made out there. Okay, mm-hmm. and so. I don't think he's ignorant. I think he's just an idiot or he's led too much by his emotions. And so he's mad at whatever big company it is that he thinks is screwing people over. And that must be libertarianism because these people are able to operate in the market. So that's libertarianism. Well, and here's a couple other things. Tell me a system where (laughs) what system exists where the rich don't get richer. Here's the thing. Like when you, when you make it somewhere, like when you when you climb up the ladder, let's say, like you you get more opportunities. Like LeBron James gets more offers to do commercials than I do. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Libertarianism. It's. <laughs> I mean, like maybe it's because like he has a large following. Maybe because and, he would do a better job selling the products that those people want to sell. So he's just got like way some, more opportunity. Just like the, some businesses would do a better job growing your money and your investment and your retirement portfolio than other people would do. Yes. And they're just better at investing money and creating things. Um, Magoo said there's a lot of libertarians out there say, saying stupid things, and he could be citing that. And that's also another thing. He's mentioned Cato uh, a few times in some of his other interviews. Uh, I think he's also mentioned people like Peter Thiel before, who was called a libertarian quite a bit and these are people who specifically are out there gaming the system arguing for free market economics while also arguing for the theft of other people other people's money to go to them at the same time and so he could just be looking specifically at those people they're gaming Mm -hmm. the system that isn't libertarian Mm -hmm. so like but even let's say you had completely free market economics like let's say we had the libertarian utopia utopia for instance let's say that we we lived in that world, there would still be people at the top mm-hmm. who would be making most of the money. There'd still be a top 1%. There'd be a bottom yes. 10%. There, that would happen. It's, 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 it's almost like a law what, of, of life. What matters is, did you get there freely by creating valuable things for people, by bringing more valuable, uh, by bringing more value to other people's lives in the way that it would be in a libertarian economy? Or did you get there because you were friends with the right people and you got access to other people's money before other people did? Because of your friends and contacts and all the levers. And you were pull. you smart enough to know what to do with it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people get that access and they squander it. Yeah. Then they like, can get bailed out afterwards. You know, that's fine. Yeah, until it runs out. <laughs>
That's why most generational wealth is gone by the third generation. Yep. <laughs> most of it. There are very few families. Almost all of it. There are very few families who continue on the wealth forever. Um, most of them are actually royal. Yeah. <laughs> Government. Government. <laughs> exactly. We'll be right back with more on Liberty at Night on the Free Talk Live Network. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Free Talk Live. What's up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network, coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. In this hour, Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it's undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering the Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And a big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Let's talk a bit about FISA and the government's continuation of warrantless surveillance. Elizabeth Gottine, I think is how you say her name. Uh, they've actually got this expansion buried in this, and I think the version that went through has this expansion in it. I'm pretty sure, but I will say that that's not entirely confirmed because I don't know if this is in one of the reform bills and they actually just passed the current version. But the way everyone was talking about it, it included this expansion of their powers as well. Um, she said, red alert. Bear, she put, should have put the little light, like the little red alert. Yeah, because we don't know on there. if it's real or not. Yeah. Buried, buried in the House Intelligence Committee's Section 702 Reform Bill, which is scheduled for a floor vote as soon as tomorrow, is the biggest expansion of surveillance inside the United States since the Patriot Act. This is the article she was pointing to. House Intelligence Committee Pfizer Reform Bill would greatly expand the class of businesses and other entities required to assist in Pfizer 702 surveillance. 
And so they talk about this um, FISA Reform and Reauthorization Act of 2023, which would reauthorize 702 of the FISA 702. Like other competing reauthorization bills that have been introduced, the FRRA would impose new restrictions on the government's access to use information about U.S. persons that has been incidentally acquired pursuant to FISA 702. Although... Incidentally acquired. mm -hmm, They didn't mean to. Yeah. Oops. Although this is a reform bill, it contains one notable provision that would significantly expand the government's authority under FISA 702 by broadening the definition of electronic communication service providers whom the government may compel to assist in FISA 702 surveillance. The statutory definition currently covers a telecommunications carrier a provider of electronic communication service or a remote computing service as defined uh, in the Electronic Communications Privacy Act. Uh, Number three is any other communication service provider who has access to wire or electronic communications, either as such communications are transmitted or as such communications are stored. Number four, an officer, employer, agent of any such entity. Uh, Section 504 would broaden the catch-all definition in that number three, any communication service who has access to all that. Any service provider has access to wire electronic communications, either as such communications are transmitted or as such communications are stored, or equipment that is being or may be used to transmit or store such communications. That's how they're trying to broaden this. Uh, so they're going to widen that definition. The custodian. So that's, that's an interesting one, too. It would expand the definition to include not only an officer, employee, or agent of these electronic communications, uh, but also any custodian of such an entity. Meaning, like if you use Amazon as your data warehouse, let's say, and mm-hmm. you don't want to give it up, then they can require Amazon be like, well, Amazon, they're the custodian of your data. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they so can require them to do it. It actually widens out the people that they can require to provide this mm-hmm. information. They say these changes would vastly widen the scope of businesses, entities, and their affiliates who are eligible to be compelled to assist in the surveillance by including any service provider rather than other communication service provider that has access not just to communications, but also the equipment that is being or may be used to transmit, store those communications the expanded definition would appear to cover data centers. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, co-location providers, business landlords, shared workspaces, or even hotels where guests connect to the internet. And the addition of the term custodian above could be understood to sweep in any third party involved in providing equipment, storage, or even cleaning services to such entities. Jesus. So like they... They could go to anyone who is involved in any way, shape, or form with the wiring, servers, modems, mm-hmm. anything that carries this data. They can they can come after you for surveillance. Well, we noticed she shopped at Walmart, so we're going <laughs> to yeah. pull Walmart into this. Exactly. Snowden has been talking about this a lot. He's been trying to push people. Is he still to, in Russia? Yeah. What's this guy doing now? Uh, he's a Russian spy. Mm. You know. He says, uh, "Oh, this is what happened today." Congress had vote, has voted to pass the NDAA, in which they deceitfully concealed an extension of the warrantless spying program, universally opposed by the public. Last year, the FBI exploited 702 to spy on Americans, protesters, donors, and even Congress more than 200,000 times. They even spied on a presidential campaign. <laughs> yeah. And those people still want to pass this. They yeah. still want the power because they still think that they're going to be the ones in control of it, I guess. I don't know how you can be a Trump supporter and support 
the FISA court after the whole Russia collusion hoax that was perpetrated started with these FISA warrants. What interesting here, more Democrats voted to pass the annual annual Pentagon policy bill than Republicans. What happened? Not lost in this, by the way, is the fact that this is an $886 billion Pentagon budget that they just passed. $886 billion mm. right now. Democrats, 163, yay, 45, nay. Republicans, 147, yay, 73, nay. So 310 to 118. That's, uh, yeah, more Democrats going for this Pentagon bill. The the WAPO has a story there. House passes defense policy bill void of most GOP culture war demands. I guess they had a lot of random anti-woke stuff in the bill, and uh, they didn't pass it with all that. If you want to do some of this, I'll do some of this, because we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the actual Pentagon budget here. The $886 billion NDAA, which infuriated hardline conservatives for its omission of their most conservative cultural provisions, was approved by a vote of 310 to 118. The bill passed the Senate on Wednesday night and will now proceed to President Biden to be signed into law. They're they're not expecting a veto, I don't think. I don't think so. 3,000-plus page legislation, a product of months of negotiation, directs how federal dollars... 3,000 pages. Mm Mm-hmm. I read it last night. Yeah. That's a lot. It directs how federal dollars can be spent on defense-related programs. It authorizes expanded military partnerships in the Indo-Pacific and in Europe. Ongoing efforts aimed at countering China and Russia. And structural updates at bases and barracks. The legislation includes a pay raise for service members. See, you can't vote against that Mm -hmm. now. You have that support your troops bumper sticker? Yeah, you can't support the troops and vote against this at all. The procurement of new weapons, need that, and missile defense systems and numerous other national security imperatives. Uh, While, let's see, Costco is making the point here in the group. I pulled up a little article. Pentagon fails its sixth straight audit. <laughs> of trillions and we're just gonna we're just gonna give them another 886 billion dollars yeah. that's the problem they don't have enough money to keep track that's the issue the pentagon has once again failed to pass its annual audit marking the sixth consecutive year of a failed audit the repeated lack of a clean audit results result highlights the complexity and vast scope of the department of defense's financial operations encompassing 3.8 trillion dollars in assets and four trillion in liabilities spread across all 50 states and over 4,500 global sites. Quote, auditing the department's $3.8 trillion in assets and $4 trillion in liabilities is a massive undertaking. Michael McCord, the DOD Undersecretary of Defense and Chief Financial Officer, this guy still has a job. Mm-hmm. Can't pass not, it still has a job. Said in the Pentagon press release, but the improvements and changes we're making every day as a result of these audits positively affect every soldier, sailor, airman, marine, guardian, and our wallets. Despite the ongoing challenges, the Pentagon claims it has been able to make notable improvements since it started self-auditing in 2018. Self-auditing, that's a that's a thing. Mm. Following a congressional mandate in 1990. I know it doesn't feel like it, Nate, <laughs> but we're making progress, okay? okay? They're making progress. It started self-auditing in 2018 following a congressional mandate in 1990. The audits... Res- the audit's results show a pattern of incremental change, though significant hurdles remain. <laughs> how, how is it? It says out of the nearly 30 sub audits conducted this year, only seven received a clean audit score mirroring last year's outcome. 
But How is it any better? But they're making progress somehow. <laughs> I don't know where the progress is, but it's happening. Okay. Um, Pentagon officials, including McCord. Wait, sorry, what I missed. You missed that part. One was rated qualified, one level below clean. While three are still under review, the remaining 18 were graded as audit failures. You got to give them more money. That's what I heard. Hmm. They need more money. How about that? <sighs> okay. There's just a little sidebar there for the, for the Pentagon that we're uh, giving all this money to. Hmm. All right. And also this NDAA they passed, it extends the Ukraine security assistance initiative, the vehicle through which the Biden administration has helped support Ukraine's ongoing war with Russia through fiscal year 2027. I don't even think Ukraine's going to be a country in that year. How are they going to do that? <sighs> Can we do it at least TBD? I don't know. The inclusion in the compromise bill of a provision to temporarily reauthorize a controversial warrantless surveillance program known as Section 702 of the FISA drew a number of last-minute attempts by conservatives as well as liberal privacy advocates to rally opposite. <laughs> I like how they're just by conservatives and then liberal privacy advocates. Yeah. We want to make sure yeah. that these liberal folks, yeah, <laughs> they're the good people. To rally opposition to the NDAA, Roy called this inclusion a terrible disservice to the country. Critics say 702, uh, which is set to expire at the end of the, uh, of the year and allows government to eavesdrop on foreigners' electronic communications abroad, intrudes on Americans' privacy when they happen to be party to such communications. The government argues that allowing the bill to lapse would be severely detrimental to national security. Mm -hmm. You know, like... Just like all the guns they stopped at the airport. Yeah. TSA, you know. Very important. The provision attached uh, would reauthorize 702, which they did. Uh, 702 needs to be reformed. There's no question about that, said Smith, but nobody wants it to be completely. Nobody wants it to completely go away. Without the temporary provisions in the NDAA, it completely goes away on January one, of course, they don't want it to go away. Yeah, that's a lie, by the way. They can still do it for a year. They have a year to wrap stuff up afterwards. So it's not as they if on love, January 1, they have to stop immediately. They love intercepting <laughs> your nudes. <laughs> they need those nudes. <laughs> that's what they need. Send nudes. Yeah. That's, a, that's a tweet from the NSA. Uh -huh. Representative Jim Hines from uh, Connecticut, he's the ranking Democrat member on the House Intelligence. He uh, participated in some fear-mongering by saying that if we let this expire... Americans and allies will die. <laughs> he knows the future. Uh, this guy knows. So anyway, not to be hyperbolic or anything, but if we don't sign this today, people will die immediately. I mean, he, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. There's worked. no reason we could let it, you know, let it slide for a year because they can still keep doing it. They got a year to wrap stuff up and we could come up with a nice reform bill or just vote separately to reauthorize it without it being attached to this in an entire other year that's about to happen before yeah. they actually have to stop doing stuff. And how does Jim Hines know this? Well, he worked hand in hand with Jack Bauer. <laughs> he knows. 24. He knows. And if he knew if Jack couldn't get that information, that that mm -hmm. terrorist was going to win. Man, the more I, I love, I love that show, by the way. We used to watch that <laughs> a, good a lot. It was a fun it's show. It's a very addicting show. Now, they were good at those cliffhangers. I wasn't super political at the time that we were watching that show. Now, if I went back and watched it, I'd probably be like, oh, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, you're violating so many people's rights right now. Exactly. How are you making it through LA traffic in the span of a commercial break, man? It's not possible. How'd you get from here to there and it didn't take you two episodes? I watched it on there? Netflix with no commercial breaks and that became very addicting mm, okay yeah. i wanted to uh we're gonna kind of wrap this up because we do have other stuff we could talk about but 
we are technically an hour and 15 minutes in right now. I am at least. Mm-hmm. And I have to pee again really bad mm-hmm. somehow. I think it's because of the Dr. Pepper Zeros. Yeah. Which I like didn't an All-American. I didn't get any the whole time you were gone. I brought them today for your return. Thank you. So there you go. You feel like an All-American? Now, I wanted to talk about this idea for a second. Uh, Mike Lee was responding to someone who was commenting on his page. And uh, he says the Fourth Amendment require, prescribes requirements for search warrants. He was talking about how they do this without this warrantless surveillance. And someone commented and said, well, they have FISA court warrants where the judges sign off on each one of these things. So don't they actually have warrants each time? that they do this spying. And he said the Fourth Amendment prescribes requirements for search warrants. Those requirements aren't met under FISA 702, not even close, not even within the same ballpark. That's fine for spying on foreign adversaries, but not Americans. Okay, a lot of people probably go with that. Maybe I would even go with that, I don't know. But I did have a response to this. And um, I said, one could argue that foreigners have the same inalienable rights that Americans do given that they are also humans with rights endowed by their creator. All that's different All that's different is whether the government chooses to recognize those rights. Slippery slope strikes again, meaning that we've been fine. This whole spying apparatus, this whole surveillance state that we have, we're like, oh, yeah, totally fine because we should spy on people everywhere around the world, just not Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay, and never and everyone's fine with that. Then we're like, okay, well, if the foreign person is talking to an American, you know, well then we're inevitably, you know, we're kind of gonna be spying on an American at that same time. And then eventually we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna spy on Americans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, not directly, but you have to store all the information and we'll go back and get that information later. So it's kind of, you know, it's not live spying, but it's like retroactive spying on people. And well, we need to know how many rocks that Abdul is collecting. Oh yeah. You get his, too many it'd be bad. In his cave. Because be, if he gets like over, you know, probably 20 rocks, then mm-hmm. he's obviously going to be slinging those at somebody. He could. Or he could be starting a competing gravel company uh, like making driveways and uh, the Pentagon's got a budget for building driveways from different countries, you know. Yeah. And you don't want Abdul to be undercutting the pricing. Exactly. So you want to watch yeah. that with your drones. So it's anyway, not, that's what I mean. We have to we have to make sure those guys aren't sure. they're not stockpiling their rocks and if we see him climb on monkey bars again, I mean, you don't want to do. Oh yeah, those then videos. It's on. Those videos are terrifying. That's, yeah, I can't. By even the way, watch those, those are the terrorists we're fighting. By the yeah. way, that's all that monkey bars. How many? I want to know how many terrorist attacks the United States has actually thwarted. One? Are you talking ones that they made up themselves, or no? I'm actual talking like actual attacks. ones. I. You know, uh, Rand you know Paul talked the, about this. It's not a lot. You know how good the government is at this. Like, I mentioned the gun thing. You know, they did a study, or I think they do this every year, actually. They try to see, like, how many guns and stuff they can get through airport security. And it turns out they get most of them It's almost all of them. It's almost all of Mm -hmm. them. I got to tell you right now, in my bag, in my golf bag, I brought home a coconut from the Bahamas, which is illegal. Really? Yeah. Did you declare the fruit on your thing? No. They asked me. You're admitting. You're breaking. You're probably breaking 18 federal laws right now. I got to say something really cool, though. I never experienced this before. It's my first time traveling internationally that the the Bahamas uh, or sorry, the United States uh, Border Patrol actually has a setup in the Bahamas and you go through customs. Yeah, it's a mess. It was clean. There was nobody in line. We just went right through. It's busy. Last time I was there. I had no idea. But when we got to Florida, we we you went through in Miami. We went through domestic. Yeah. We didn't have to fly into the international terminal and go through customs there, which huh. I thought was really cool. Huh. We went through customs before we got on the plane. They're like, did you 
do you have any animals or fruit with you? And I was like, no. I, um, and it turns out I forgot. I forgot that I put a coconut in my golf bag. My computer just tried to install a software update in the middle of a middle of a thing. Sorry. I forgot that I put it in there, but it You didn't know. It was an honest mistake. It was an honest yeah. mistake. Okay. But thinking back on it, I remember at the airport they x rayed my golf bag and the lady just gave me the piece of paper. I um and as soon as I went through the x ray machine and we got on the plane we got on the plane, I was like, Oh shit. I totally forgot I had a coconut in my golf bag. I can't go back to the Border Patrol agent. I'm already on the plane. Well, the coconut is cool. I also, in 2017, went through Nashville and Chicago and Singapore, LaGuardia <laughs> and Singapore and uh, Kuwait. Hong Kong and Kuwait and Abu Dhabi and uh, Bahrain. And uh, with a with a uh, pocket knife in my backpack, my who, back, my carry on. Who found it? Ethiopia. It was Ethiopia. Ethi- the airport <laughs> at Ethiopia told me I had to throw my pocket knife away <laughs> after going through all of those airports. It was the weirdest thing, and they literally said, "Yeah, uh, we are dealing with these Hezbollah terrorists all over the place, and we can't let people fly with knives." And I was like. <laughs> This is tyrannical. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Ethiopia. <laughs> so, I've always thought that was really weird, but I, I don't know if you were allowed to fly with a with a four inch knife in your backpack You're not. in 2017. No, but all of those airports seem to be. I'm talking my carry on bag, mm-hmm. my backpack that I kept in between my legs. You can get it. You can put a knife time. on a check bag. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you can bring weapons in there, but no, mm-hmm. it was in my backpack and in the, in the little outside pocket. They were totally fine with it. So anyhow, that's how good the TSA is. To- Just, now, I'm not saying that your TSA agents are the top of the line. <laughs> they probably didn't score the highest. No, no their, I don't think they're like uh, their ASVABs. They're they're no Navy SEALs or anything right, like that. Right. You know? But still, <laughs> you know, those the. government workers are just people. Mm-hmm. So just think about people in your life and be like. Could that guy really find something? Probably not. Let me, uh, I want to go out on the limb here with my crazy libertarian take that a lot, that a lot of, especially Republicans would disagree with, but I want to bring this idea up to you again. We have these rights, not because the government gave them to us, but because we were born with them. That's what the founding fathers said. We're born with them. We're endowed by a creator with these inalienable rights, these natural rights. Now, our government set up a system where they recognize and protect these rights, or they're supposed to. But it doesn't mean that we... It actually says that in the Declaration of Independence to, to secure these rights, that it, governments are instituted. It doesn't mean that Among we... Among men, by the way. That we're the only human beings that have those rights, our government, in its founding, they said that all of the human beings have those rights. Now, we can't protect those rights for other people from their governments in other countries uh, unless we want to bomb them in the democracy or something like that. But we can restrict our own government from <laughs> yes. violating these rights. But should our government be able to violate the rights that they say human beings have of other people around the world simply because they're not American citizens? The answer is no. Because they've acknowledged that human beings have these rights. And so this is the slippery slope I'm talking about. We say, yeah, yeah, it's totally fine for, you know, spy on foreign people. That's uh, We want to make sure they're not doing bad stuff. And inevitably, 
that goes all the way down to being able to see what's inside of all of our cell phones. And that starts with the government deciding that they're not going to recognize human beings' natural rights and us being okay with that. Mm -hmm. And then it comes all the way down to us right here. And so that's how we actually got here, was a, was a slippery slope. Coming up, we're going to be doing Don't Believe of the Week. That's everyone's favorite episode of the week. That's where all the people put in their submissions for the dumbest thing that happened in politics. Over the last week, the live group gets to vote. And at the end of the year, we'll crown Don't Believe of the Year. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. What's up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty Unite with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee. It's time to get going with everyone's favorite episode. It's Don't Believe of the Week. Charlie, how you feeling? I have no hope for Liberty <laughs> whatsoever, and I'm just going to let everybody know that. I'm, I'm proud of Javier Millet, you know, down there in Argentina, Are destroying you? the roads and they stuff. They raised some taxes already. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, maybe I'm not proud, but um, I heard he did condense some uh, departments. Maybe got rid of some, but I think they like doubled their tariffs and um, the export and import stuff. So, uh, so really is Trump, and uh, increase some payouts uh, for the kids and stuff like that. Mm. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, okay. That's the word on the street right now. It's uh, it's tough, tough to know. There's not a ton of news about it. Is so. he making deals? trying to wheel and deal i i think it's all like planning for you know what's the come kind of thing give a little take a little that kind of thing so we'll see it's uh just the first week but hey anyway it's dumb bleep of the week that's everyone's favorite show of the week that's where we go through some of the dumbest things said in politics this week about half of the submissions are from the fed haters club today you can join the fed haters club by going to joingml.com. about half of them are from me and uh, we'll see which one wins out. Mm. I don't know who in the Fed Haters Club submitted these things. I don't look at the. I don't look at who puts them out. So, uh, I'm well, not, I'm hoping I'm they're trying. right. They're saying the winner of this week's dumb bleep. Actually, they're saying the winner of the dumb bleep of the year will be me. You've, yeah, that's that's the word and on that's the street what I'm right aiming now. For because mm-hmm. right now I'm trophyless. You need some trophies, and I'm hoping to to get a trophy. You got all kinds of golf trophies and stuff like that. I mean, you got yeah, plenty but, of stuff. Yeah, but I haven't won. A trophy in a while. Okay. All right. Well, you know? we'll see if we can fix the voting. And I see almost if you can stole win. my son's trophy. Take it from him. You know, he got a he got a medal for playing baseball. Participation trophy? No, that is for winning the regular season. Okay. Yeah. How do you win a season? 
They had the best record. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. They lost the first game of the playoffs, mm. but they had the best record for the wow. season. Okay. It's kind of like being a Cowboys yeah. fan. Remember, you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, not you were going to come to yeah. that playoff game and yeah. you're like, oh, he'll have another one. And then he didn't. Yeah, well, I, they were doing so well. I assumed I would make all the other playoff games, <laughs> but then they lost. So, yeah. okay. Uh, let's go into Dumb Bleep of the Week. We got 10 submissions to go through and they're pretty dumb. Uh, as usual, we'll be starting off with a little bit lighter stuff and then getting into the very, very depressing things later on in the show. So we're going to try and keep Charlie's spirits up here for a minute. And then we're going to dash all of his hopes and dreams later on. Mm, And that's kind of the plan overall. So here's a funny one. I think this came from the group. Boston mayor is under fire for no whites Christmas party for the city's electeds of color. I read Mm. that as electeds, but it's uh, (laughs) a electeds of color. Alexpeds. Alex EO, the EOCs there Mm. in Boston. Uh, This email, it, the funny part is they accidentally sent it out to everyone, including the white people. (laughs) It was like someone in the office messed up. Yeah. But it said, honorable members, on behalf of Mayor Michelle Wu, I cordially invite you and a guest to the Electeds of Color, the EOC holiday party on Wednesday, December 13th at the Parkman House. Please let me know if you plan to attend and if you have any dietary restrictions. And this was only supposed to go out to the non-white people. It ended up going out to um, everyone. <laughs> New York Post said that she is not dreaming of a white Christmas. It <laughs> 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 was pretty good. Uh, so she had some words to say on this and she apologized that people found out about it. And, uh, so we'll, we'll play her. She, she is sorry that people's feelings are hurt. Yeah. It only took about 60 years for us to get back to segregation and then maybe another 80 years we'll be back to slavery. (laughs) Someone in the group says her husband is white. Um, and also her last name is Wu. She, uh, I believe is of some sort of Asian descent uh, who, if you look at every single statistic, does even better than white people on on everything as it, when it comes to uh, wealth and everything. income and credit scores, because we'll be talking about that a little bit later, like just everything, basically. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a gap uh, there in favor of the Asians. But anyway, she They're gets better the party. at literally everything except for nuclear weapons. <laughs> I think we've we've had individual conversations with everyone so people understand that it was truly just a an honest mistake that went out in in typing the email field and um, I look forward to celebrating with everyone at the holiday parties that we will have besides this one as well so um, it is my intention that we can again um, be a city that lives our values and create space for all kinds of communities to come together except for white people at the, <laughs> at the Christmas party well you noticed her apology was just for it was a mistake in the, the email. email yeah and we talked to no, everyone but the email it was a mistake in the email like two <laughs> box uh-huh that's where they, they messed didn't up. Men, mean to send it to everyone that's she's apologized and then she said it. i'm looking forward to hanging out with everyone at the other holiday parties which they're on tv so they're still having this separate one yes yeah, on TV, I also thought it was interesting. I don't care a ton about this stuff, but it is annoying when people uh, do politically correct stuff for a reason. She said the other holiday parties, the email specifically said Christmas party. And when she's talking to the news on ABC, she's talking about a holiday party. Mm. And so you don't want to uh, make anyone mad, you know, by using the word Christmas uh, because they have the fragility when it comes to whatever that other mm. holiday is yeah. holiday fragility yeah. as a book that we're working on right now 
And uh, but yeah, she she's very sorry, and she she wants the city to live its values, and everyone can come to the party that's uh, for everyone, but not this one because it's not for white people. Yeah, uh, specifically. So that's great, Michelle Wu. Really awesome stuff. That's Dumb Bleep number one. If you're uh, keeping count right now, this one also came from the group number two. This is a tweet. At first, I'm just, I was like trying to figure out who the heck this person's voting for, and then I was like, okay, I get it. I get what's going on here. And then I was like, wait, this is this is all really dumb. Um, the next election is so simple. Do you want religious oppression or individual freedom? Now, listen, if you vote for Democrats, you're going to get individual freedom. We all know that. Yeah. Okay. They're the beacon. Do you want to support free Ukraine or communist Russia? Nothing says freedom like forcing you to put something in your body. <laughs> yeah. No. To improve working conditions for the worker or cuts to Social Security and Medicare. Listen, no matter what you think, Republicans aren't going to do that either. All right. It's, some of them just talk mm-hmm. about it. It's not going to happen. They're just going to wait until those systems fail. To protect the environment or let corporations pollute without repercussions. So I'm like, okay, this is a this is an RFK Jr. voter, probably what's happening right here. To tax and work you to death. That's what Republicans are going to do. Or finally, tax the wealthy to pay their fair share. Because <laughs> they don't pay any taxes, as we know. To let you decide if you want an abortion or let the state decide for you. Okay. To have mass shootings or responsible gun control. Of course, you vote for Joe Biden and there won't be any mass shootings. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, that's what's going to happen. Maybe this is just a, to, I see Texas ledge down there at the bottom. Maybe it's just for Texas legislature. I don't know. Uh, to be taught the history of America or just the white racist version. Mm-hmm. Checks out. Do you want to restrict your right to vote or open absentee voting to give you, the working person, a better chance to vote? Okay. Restricting rights to votes when you ask people to confirm that they're the person that they're voting for. Uh, do you want your Saturday night entertainment to be mandatory attendance at this week's book burning? Mm. You know, that's a law they're trying to get passed right now. <laughs> well, when I flew over Florida, you should have seen the book burning fires. Oh, yeah, there's just fires everywhere. As I was flying mm-hmm. over, you know. Yeah, it's not wildfires. We came, we went, controlled. Ba- we went Bahamas to the, you know, the tyrannical state of Florida. We flew in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wearing body armor. Yeah. Well, you have to. Yeah. And you yeah. want to make sure that you don't get mistaken for mm-hmm. being gay or anything. So you want to like have a lady with you when you're going through yeah. there. Yeah, definitely. Because they wouldn't yeah. let you come through the mm-hmm. airport That's or anything. Right. Uh, guess what side? But the fires, the book burning fires as I was flying over. I you probably shed, had to get higher altitude, probably. I shed some tears. I'm sure. We we hit turbulence, and the pilot was like, that's not clouds, that's smoke. And smoke from the books. From the mm-hmm. books, and you're you're hitting history right now. We lost We're a lot of good books out there. Bumping history. <laughs> and everybody on the plane was crying. We sang songs and kumbaya and... <laughs> just shedding tears for florida guess what side the corrupt republican party is on vote democratic before the republican party takes that away too um <laughs> takes what i don't i the don't democratic know. party away they're gonna yes. take it away <laughs> i guess yeah. oh yeah okay i got gotcha. tyranny okay i got gotcha. you yeah. that's good stuff because you know the republican party is trying to put democrats in jail <laughs> <laughs> of yeah. course they are yeah they're trying they're to trying to jail their political opponents. exactly mm-hmm. yeah that's what's happening well known for that Okay, this one, a lot of people talking about this one. This is every year the first lady tells people who work for her to decorate Christmas trees and they do a Christmas tree thing um, at the White House and they do like a little Christmas uh, presentation or whatever. And um, Jill Biden had 
something to do with this, I guess. Uh, it's a little weird. I'm not really critiquing the weirdness of the performance. It's uh, who the performers are that we'll talk about. I'm sure if you're watching or listening right now, you've seen this video. But here's the uh, little Christmas presentation thing that we have from the White House this year. It's a, a nice little interpretation of the Nutcracker Very Hunger Games type thing. That's enough of that what's up my eyes are glazed (laughs) the hell did i just watch yeah so it's a style of thing that people do you know gayness is this it's a thing so uh (laughs) yeah i want to say other words but this is yeah probably going on the radio so yeah thanks for censoring appreciate that for sure is that allowable so um people do this and this is a style of thing and uh, people watch tap dancing or told you or whatever no yeah it's it's weird the faces are weird where they're doing like the over exaggerated smiling i'm um, all for the art that kind of stuff is weird trust me like look at this girl right here like that's actually this looks like part of a scary movie to me you know this she could be the killer in a scary movie i'm pretty sure mm. That scares the crap out of me. Um, that's a lot. Because that's she's too, black? It's too, <laughs> Is that why, that's too, Yeah, that's exactly yeah, why. I bet. Um, that's just weird. Okay, so it's not exactly the, the dancing part. It's the dance company that they brought in, which is a radical. Now, this is what the person online, I think maybe libs of TikTok or in wokeness or something like that, is saying radical anti-white group called Dorrance Dance on the group website, it calls for defunding the police, abolishing prisons, and even quotes Marxist terrorist Angela Davis. The site has an entire section dedicated to anti-white literature. Uh, I did go through their website, and uh, it's a it's a critical race theory hellhole, basically, is what it is. And it's just all about your anti-racist training, and uh, I mean, just every every oppression narrative you can think of uh, you know recommended books being stuff like white fragility and and all that kind of stuff and um that to me is the the dumber part of this i mean this is straight out of revelation (laughs) the end times this right here yeah you'll see gay frolicking dancing (laughs) at the white house before the world ends yeah yeah to try to you know pick up your spirits the live group's joining me. I mean, they're saying that their day is now ruined. <laughs> it's ruined. They can't get it back. And they're joining me. 
with mm-hmm. no hope. Yeah. Time to give up, America. Not wake up. Give up. This is a, uh, <laughs> it's time to g- give up, America. <laughs> time to give up. <laughs> um, this is a quote from the, from Michelle Dorrance, who I guess runs the dance company. I'm a white tap dancer with a black, with black cultural ancestors. Oh, so she has black friends. <laughs> and yeah, I got a lot of black friends. <laughs> And uh, I'm fu- not racist. I got so black friends. That's why I run a dance studio filled with black people who smile and tap dance for the whiteies, and I make a bunch of money off of it. Uh, with black cult- cultural ancestors and a society that privileges white people and whiteness, shouldn't she quit her job and give it to one of the dancers? She's like that guy you know? from The Jerk. She grew up. <laughs> she grew up a poor black child. <laughs> She's like the jerk. <laughs> Um, I'm easy for white audiences wanting to access and experience elements of black culture to swallow. My whiteness is the reason you may have heard of me before two of my inspirations, uh, she adds. So, mm. um, cool, cool, cool. You know, she should just... <laughs> her special purpose. She should end it all, <laughs> you know, because of her whiteness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have enough guilt built up yet. She needs to read White Fragility a few more times, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, in the Educate Yourself section on the dance company's website, they promote the 1619 Project, uh, White Fragility, uh, stuff like that, everything from Ibram X. Kendi, uh, that kind of thing. And so Robin the, D'Angelo. The dumb part is really, okay, do your weird tap dancing thing if you want, but did you have to go like full CRT, anti-white racism mm. type dance company that kind of thing and look i'm again i'm all for the arts nate and i both we did madrigals oh yeah plays that was, i'm sure it was it'd we be stupid played in bands we mm-hmm. did all kinds of stuff we were we still are nerds yeah you do a lot of dumb stuff when you're being artistic yeah you know? we're on the artistic spectrum mm-hmm. so the artism so I, so i do i do like i'm not making fun of it for art i just think it's i just think it's funny mm-hmm. you know and, and I like saying gay and dumb. Yeah, you said you've 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 brought out the G word like multiple like times because I believe in today. free speech now, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to let anyone hold my tongue. And you love the gays. You probably have gay friends. I bet I do. Yeah, so see, many gay see, friends. You can't be against gay people. I'm not against gay people. Yeah, I'm not. No, well, back those in like ot five, interchangeable for you in ot five when something was dumb, we just be like that's gay. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just what you said. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah. I literally in high school. I'm not making fun of gay people. In high school, you used to say that all the time, and I, yeah. I first off, I didn't even know a gay person. <laughs> well, actually, I probably did. They just, you know, weren't officially telling people. They were deeply closeted, deeply closeted people. <laughs> but literally, every time I said that's gay, I never once thought about it being negative towards gay people yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> and you know, it's about the intention of the heart. I have no negativity yeah. towards gay people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, number four. That was number three. This is number four from the Trump train, which is like one of the biggest Twitter pages out there. Uh, 435,000 followers. Just big. I mean, it's just a big old Trump. Just they're gay for Trump. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's the Trump train. Yeah. Uh, But they had an interesting question to pose to their followers, which a lot of their followers agree with, which is why I selected this for dumb. I saw it because um, Spike Cohen commented on it. But they want to know, and a lot of their people support, should Bill Gates be forced to turn over his 27,000 acres of U.S. farmland back to local American farmers? Yes or no? A lot of people on there, 
Yes, because they didn't like Bill Gates or the stuff that he was doing. And um, Spike Cohen had a good comment on this. He said, "There's a, there's a word for this. It's called communism. You know, that's what it is. You're talking about the government seizing land and giving it back to other people. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to take this moment for Dumb Leap Number Four to say once again, the MAGA people deeply, uh, deeply disappoint me and infuriate me because they don't actually have any principles. Well, it's a gay cult." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure if we can put that on the radio. I don't know what the Why? rules are. I'm Why? not sure. It's I don't free know. talk live. I know. It's free talk. I and mean, they gave me one rule. Well, two. Can't say we gay. can't curse. We're not in Florida. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and uh, But there are stations in Florida that play it, so we might not be able to be oh. on those radio stations. Well, that's fine. Is the issue. Yeah. <laughs> Take that up with... Call me, Ron. Yeah. They don't need this because they've already... Uh, fix the problem down there. Oh, look, somebody in the Fed Haters Club said the same thing. What? It's a gay cult. Oh, yeah, there you go. It's not actually not a gay cult, but it's, it is a cult following. No, so what I saw from a lot of people on here was that he was going to be using this to uh, grow whatever biologically engineered crops or to put solar panels on. And vaccines. And that he, he's going to grow vaccines. He's going to grow vaccine plants out there. And, um, no, he's actually going to grow the syringes. Of course, he's uh, (laughs) evil and all of that stuff. And so we should take away all of his farmland. He's not, you know, there's people that have more acreage uh, than that. You get out in Montana, stuff like that. Good Lord, people got a lot of acres. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. When I Mm -hmm. think about like the farm that my family has, it's a tiny, tiny in comparison to some of these other people, but it's a big farm, you know? And, um, even people in Texas have more acres than this. I uh, I just want to caution Trump trainers uh, to not go down this road of taking assets away from people that you don't like, especially when your God has the billions of dollars worth of assets uh, around the country that other people could just decide to take away from him as well. Of course, by your God, I mean Trump. Uh, so we'll go real quick. There's another one from the group right here. Um, why the U.S. funds bombs instead of bridges? Now, as you know, Charlie, the U.S. very well known for its lack of bridges. Mm. We don't have any, first yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Then there's a reason. It's because we fund bombs instead. Mm. And so that's why you can't, you come up, you come up to a river and you have people talk about it all around the world. You come up to a river, there's like nothing you can do about that. Yeah. You can get on a raft and go across it, you know, the creek or anything like that. We're highly constrained by our waterways here in the U.S. Mm because there's no way to get across them. We're a first world country until it comes to bridges. Then we're like a fourth world country. Yeah, because we got to have bombs. And now, listen, we spend too much money bombing people overseas. We do do that. If I were were there, I could bomb people overseas for way cheaper than what we're paying for right now. Yeah. Okay, just let me in there to take care of that. Um, By the way, did you see that hmm. crazy video? I didn't know if it was real or not, but that... uh, Ukrainian guy in the in the Ukraine council is set the, up a grenade. The grenade? I didn't watch the. There was like a video. And I, can't, I watched. I it. can't watch videos of stuff like well, that. Well, I mean, you don't see anything because there's a bunch of smoke. Like it yeah. blows up. I don't. I can't watch a video of people. That's, that was dying crazy. And stuff. Um, yeah. That guy must have been in the mob. Yeah. Something. You think he's right? Magoo said flashbangs. I did hear a grenade, but maybe there was a fact check on that. One person died. They said. Yeah, but I don't know. Mm, that's not good. Uh, the person who posted this said Biden wants $106 billion more for war in Ukraine, Gaza, the U.S. border. Why can't they fund basic things like bridge repairs? Uh, the answer lies in capitalism, mm. a system where the government, <laughs> you're looking up, you look up capitalism. Mm. 
And the answer lies in capitalism, a system where the government serves its wealthy donors, not the mm, people. That's right. That's, that is, of course, the, um, we might have an economic system that resembles the definition they just gave, but that's not uh, capitalism. You could say it's crony capitalism. You could say it's corporatism, whatever it is. You could say it's fascism, closer to that. Uh, but it's not really capitalism, I would say, uh, when the government takes money from everyone and then doles it out to people that give them. Mm. I don't think it's in the definition, is what I would say. Um, our representatives are in the pockets of the war makers. That's true. Of course, uh, Rhode Islanders who need safe bridges, healthcare, and homes are suffering the consequences. This type of criminal negligence shows grows from the capitalist system in which the needs of the working class people are sidelined to serve the needs of profit. This is one big thing we have from capitalist system is that um, you don't make any profit serving people, like giving them things that they want or need or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's a big flaw. I'm surprised they didn't think about that when they were signing the Declaration of Capitalism uh, to enact that form of economy yep. in the United States, that they didn't think of that. Uh, but anyhow, yeah, pretty dumb. I see, the, <laughs> I see the same thing. I was seeing these videos on TikTok. They were talking about, you know, <clears throat> our parents, you know, the average wage or whatever, $30,000 would... If you adjust for inflation, and you look at inflation across the board, not just dollars-wise, but to make $30,000 in the 90s, you would need to make like $130,000 today in 2023 to have the same purchasing power as $30,000 did in the 90s. That's not using the CPI. That's using other things you said well it uses a cpi plus other things so it takes into consideration not only the price maybe it uses the actual cpi the way it used to be calculated well it takes not, not only does it take the price into consideration but it takes the purchasing power into consideration among different sectors and different items we get a lot more dumb bleep of the week coming right up including finishing up the one that we're on right now you can go to goodmorningliberty.us to find all of our stuff all of our podcast stuff and merchandise we'll be right back free talk live what's up all of our liberty loving friends this is another fantastic episode of liberty at night with nate and charlie on the free talk live network we are in the middle, or really the beginning stages of Dumb Bleep of the Week right now, right in the middle of one of them. If you want to listen to all of our episodes every day, you go to goodmorningliberty.us or search Good Morning Liberty on your podcast app. That's the podcast that we do every single day of the week. Liberty at Night is on Tuesdays. Let's get back into talking about inflation. So to be able to, <clears throat> like to be able to buy a house and have a car and all those different things, it took all of those things into account, which I think is probably more accurate. I mean, it literally... I, I think the middle class has moved up to like, you have to make six figures probably to be middle class. Now that's, it, that's what it seems like, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to the grocery store and stuff, everything's just so expensive. Anyway, I say all that to say all the comments are filled on those videos with people talking about how this is all capitalism's fault. Of course it is. It's all capitalism. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not the fact that we're, and then this guy's answer is we need to raise the corporate income tax back to the Reagan years. That'll make stuff cheaper. The glory mm-hmm. Reagan years yeah. when corporate taxes were 38% or something like that instead of 28%. That's how the price of things will go down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's their answer for that. It's that the wealthy aren't paying their fair share, which is why inflation <laughs> has gone up. 
Yeah. God, where are all the modern monetary theorists currently? Oh, they're starting to come back. You mm-hmm. know, as inflation's coming down, um, as we've gone through four solid months of wage gains against inflation uh, through the last three years, um, they're starting to come back right now. You know, if you look at people's wages versus inflation over the last four months, it's just been crazy. And that's, of course, when time began. So that's uh, that's important. Yeah, not capitalism at all. It's a it's like we've said a bunch of times. It resembles something closer to fascism, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, corporatism, crony capitalism. I mean, it's basically fascism. I don't even like saying crony capitalism because it that puts capitalism it still in uses the, the word yeah. capitalism, yeah. cronyism. <laughs> yeah, mob mobster. Okay, Mafia. here's uh, here's another one that came from the group today. This is Dumbleat number six. The uh, the question here is, how do you motivate Gen Z in the workplace? And this is someone responding to a guy who is complaining about Gen Z folks not getting motivated. I'm telling you that because the way Instagram works, it's just going to start playing. It doesn't give you any play options. So I'm just going to refresh and I'm going to hit that. There we go. A team of like Gen Z people who don't care to go above and beyond. Skibbity bop. I'll take this one. But did you did you try to give them pizza? That usually works. Or, you know, if that doesn't, you, you have to go with this one. Tell them, tell them that they're a part of a family. When you do, you, you might want to record yourself in double speed and then send them the video. You know, you know, if that doesn't work, you can give them some tax write-offs. I mean, some company swag, like a t-shirt or a bottle of an empty bottle with the company's logo on it. And, uh, that, that will motivate them. That will dead ass motivate them or. Or, hear me out, you can pay them more. A lot more. Thank you. Okay, you do you- so, hmm. you can pay them more. The reason I hate stuff like this is because I Why don't... Why do you have to take his wig off for that? Well, because he was dressed as like a corporate person i guess like gray hair and he had like a button up a button up shirt on Mm. and he was like recommending things the corp the stupid things the corporations do like you're part of a family Mm. and uh here's a tumbler with our logo on it you know Mm. congratulations yeah and uh, pizza parties stuff like that um that was his serious wig that's what um magoo said i don't like this idea that to get people to to be productive and to be good employees, you should first give them the raise and then they'll decide to work for it afterwards. I I honestly think it needs to be the, maybe I'm just different, but I, I think it should be the opposite where you, you, you prove that you're worth the amount of money that you're asking for. And then, and then you ask for the amount of money for the raise instead of just letting the money, like, why wouldn't you go to a job and do the best job that you can? Yeah. Instead of just saying, hey, trust me, there is a lot more potential and productivity in here, but I'm just not, I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to put forward like 50% effort until you give me more money. And then I promise you, I'm going to become a totally different employee after you <laughs> give me that money. Swear. I swear to God, I will. I will, you know? I, I can say it, go, it can go both ways, though. I think that. I think that you can do your best and outperform. And over time, they just want to keep you there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so then you do have to fight, you know, you have to be like, Hey, I, I need more to keep mm-hmm. doing the same things I've been doing. Um, otherwise you can, you can be overworked and underpaid. I would you, say, 
what what I would say is you you do the work, you work hard, you prove that you're worth more money than what you're getting paid. And if that's true, you'll go to your boss and you say, I'm doing more work than what I'm getting paid for. Um, I'm worth more than this. I need you to give me this much money or I'm going to walk and I'm going to go to my better option that I have. Mm-hmm. And if the boss says, all right, see you, see you later. The sad answer to that is that you weren't worth the amount of money you were asking for. Because now you could be technically, but if there's someone else who's willing to do the same work for less money, then you're technically not worth the amount of money that you're asking for. Although I will say, I will say big corporations kind of run into a problem of, you know, HR having these buckets and they lose good people Mm -hmm. that they, that they can't replace. Yeah. And then they end up, that's worse off for the corporation. That's that's they, very true. They find themselves in these in these bubbles. I just, um, I, but I get what you're saying. You, you know, just a, has a, a good boss will reward good work. Good work. I don't think it should go the other way around because mm-hmm. what if the good work doesn't come after you give them the good money? You know, are you going to decrease their pay? That's not going to work out. Hardly anyone ever gets their pay decreased. By a by a large amount, except for by the government through inflation, you know you get your pay decrease that way. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this is a. I'm going to sound like boomer old person right now, but I've always had an issue with this idea. Like, say you got a kid, and you're like, "Hey, kid, you see this treat right here? I'll give you like if you'll if you'll do what me, the person who brought you into the world, if you do what I'll ask, then I'll." I'm going to give you this right here, you know. I'm going to give you this money every single week or whatever like that. And I think you grow up thinking that um the only reason that you would ever do anything that is required of you as a human being as a responsible person is if someone is like dangling a treat in front of you. Mm. And like that's the kind of people that you're raising. And although I mean <clears throat> performance-based incentives that do is, work. This is performance-based incentives. You know? It is. But I also if you hit certain targets and you you make you know, certain bonuses like that does incentivize somebody to work more. I, I would, like, I, Hey, I want to, I want to make the sale or I want to hit my numbers or I want to whatever. Now some people it doesn't and they don't ever get their bonuses. They just sit where they're at. <laughs> you know, we got a lot to talk about in the last few of okay. these. So we, we got to move on. This is a clip of Eric Holder. Don't believe number seven. Eric Holder used to be the attorney general. I guess still alive. Obama. I guess so. Hmm. I guess he's still alive. Uh, this interview you know what I should have done was not tell you who it was and not tell you what he was talking about. But Eric Holder is explaining the dangers of what would happen, of course, if if Donald Trump were to become president and have an attorney general. This is the kind of terrible, crazy, awful, tyrannical thing that could happen if the wrong person gets in power. It's what they're doing. It's going to be a... <laughs> Yes, it's going to be that. Can you just describe a little bit in terms of um, the role of and how it would transform if an attorney general, we're not looking at things purely from the facts, purely from the evidentiary burden and how to meet it, but instead taking directives on who to prosecute from the president of the United States. Sure. If the president told a compliant attorney general, uh, I don't like what this congressman said about me or did about me, did to me over the course of the last two, three years, whatever, open an investigation um, on that person. That attorney general could tell a compliant United States attorney to do just that. 
talk to a compliant FBI director who could be replaced uh, by the, the president, to open an investigation, and then to just look through that person's life and look for anything that you possibly um, can find. Um, and uh, who's to say what you find in any person's life that might run afoul uh, of the law? And even beyond that, the, fact, the mere fact of an investigation of a person who is a public figure can be reputation ruining, can be politically damaging, not even if you find anything, just the, the fact that the investigation itself um, exists. And if you've got the full weight of the Justice Department, the full weight of the presidency, the full weight of the FBI um, focusing on somebody like that, um, that can be extremely damaging to not only that person individually, but to our democracy writ large. I mean- that does sound damaging terrible. to our democracy. Yeah. We, we sh- large. We should make sure that never happens. Mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep. Magoo's right. Here comes the we project onto our onto our opponents exactly what we're doing. Yeah, that's the stage. That's the stage of democracy we're in right now. Mm-hmm. I was going to say this is late stage democracy that we're in right <laughs> now, and uh, we're in the projection and gaslighting stage of that um, republic mm-hmm. democracy. And uh, of course, Eric Holder was no stranger to different scandals that happened while he was the attorney general under Obama. Things like Fast and Furious and uh, things like the IRS targeting, not actually doing a criminal investigation, and the IRS targeting conservative organizations. Um, There's, let's see, failing to advise President Obama against taking actions that violate the Constitution, refusing to enforce or defend federal laws and trying to persuade State Attorney General to engage in the same type of behavior, refusing to defend laws passed by their state legislatures. Um, there was, there's, there's quite a few things, and then that's not even talking about Merrick Garland, who is the AG right now, and all of the crap that we've dealt with the FBI doing over the last few years, and them opening investigations. The whole into, Russia investigation. That, that whole thing uh, was a thing. And, election uh, fraud investigation. We've got like uh, parents going to school board members are domestic terrorists. We've got the Jan 6 people getting the freaking 20 years in prison for a, knocking over a lamp or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it would just be a terrible thing if we if we let some tyrant put in an AG that would do the bidding of whoever the president is. That would just be that'd just be awful. Yeah. You know, we got to make sure that never happens. Uh, speaking of someone who never gets investigated or bothered by the government at all, Elon Musk. Um, it's not that they would ever just open tons of investigations in his companies in an attempt to try and damage him uh, financially so he can't f- continue to fund one of the only free speech platforms that exists out there that won't comply with the federal government's wishes. You know, mm. They would never go after him for anything. Um, this is a funny thing that happened with Tesla over the week. This is a post from Mehdi Hassan, whose show got canceled from MSNBC. I was kind of <laughs> surprised about that. Um, Tesla recalls nearly all vehicles sold to fix autopilot fault. He's a genius, a genius. Now, when you hear about a recall, in my mind, it means you got to bring your car into the shop. Like I have a few recalls on my Accord Mm. that I've never done anything. It's like that you get something that says, Hey, your, your seatbelt doesn't work. If you get in the wreck and I'm like, I don't need to fix that. <laughs> Prove it. Yeah. Come on. You're yeah. just trying to get me to go to the shop for something, yeah. you know? Your airbag. Yeah. I had that be... on, my, on my Civic. It was like, if your airbag comes out, it's going to send shards of metal through your skull. And I was like, <laughs> that's never happened before. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyhow, uh, this, 
Or your oh, cup holder's full of salmonella. Uh, yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah. I get that one all the time. Mm-hmm. The Daily Beast says Tesla is recalling nearly all of its vehicles sold in the U.S., amounting to over 2 million cars, after a review of its autopilot driving system found the need for a software update to address safety concerns. The autopilot system just not cutting it, not cutting it anymore. Um, this one was from NBC. Tesla recalls nearly all, no, this is from AP, recalls nearly all vehicles sold to fix system that monitors drivers using autopilot. And then we find out that this recall is a software update that they do over the air at night while the car is parked in the garage. <laughs> and the, the dangerous system they're talking about is not the self-driving system itself. It's the system that monitors whether or not the driver is paying attention while the self-driving autopilot thing is is uh, being used at that moment. So you're supposed to, when you're using these functions, you're supposed to like have your hands on the steering wheel still on them. You know, from what I read, it's even worse than like on mine where you do the lane assist and it'll start beeping at you if you take your hand off the wheel after a little bit. You're supposed to be looking at the road like there's a camera in the car that's monitoring how much you're paying attention. And there's been a couple wrecks where it turns out the person like fell asleep or just wasn't paying attention at all, ignored what the autopilot was saying and ended up getting in an accident. They got up and went to use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It set cruise control, you know, and the, and the car inverted, mm-hmm. you know, and the passengers, yeah, it was inverted in the hall, their yeah. seatbelts on. So, um, that's the recall that they're talking about, of course. But they're acting like everyone has to <laughs> yeah. turn their Tesla in. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> got to bring it the lines outside the Tesla dealerships yeah. to, to get their, you know, get all their tools out and go in there and start cranking away at stuff, trying to fix the drive. It's just a software update. They're like, longer update, than the bread lines you know. in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's see, out of controls will further encourage the driver to adhere to their continuous driving responsibility the document said like that's it it's not that the system doesn't work it's that the drivers aren't paying attention so that's part one of this uh well it's what's clearly happening right now is people are trying to go after elon musk and if you want to go after elon musk you have to go after tesla because tesla is how elon musk was able to finance x and x is the only social media company uh, that well, not the only one, but the biggest one that is not censoring speech the way the government the wants them to part. censor speech. They're not censoring that the way that it used to, mm-hmm. basically. And so they need I, every to time go I after read the Elon. models, I still think it's so funny. It's yeah, sexy. I wish they would have put them in a different order. There, <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous. S three X Y. Okay, so um, the next thing, NBC News. I'm surprised it wasn't. Boobs, like the calculator upside down. <laughs> That's another one that it yeah. seems like he would probably do. I bet he did that all the time when he was in school. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Charlie, groundbreaking information released here by M- NBC News. I didn't realize how dangerous this was, but hmm. um, what's it say? It's as dangerous as a semi, I think. It's pretty dangerous. As vehicles get bigger and heavier, they also get deadlier. Tesla's new Cybertruck, a 6,800-pound electric car, would be lethal to pedestrians and occupants of lighter vehicles in the case of an accident, experts say. They got experts on there mm. telling you that this uh, this big, heavy that, truck... NBC didn't say that. Experts it, said it. Yeah, they're just reporting what the experts said, of course. So yeah, pedestrians already dying at record levels. <laughs> 
now face Elon Musk's cyber truck. Mm. Oh, the dangers of allowing Elon Musk to have businesses. Now he's making a truck and it turns out to be the first deadly truck that's ever existed for pedestrians. Yeah. From what I can tell. Um, as vehicles get bigger and heavier, they also get deadlier. It's a trend that's, that has some concern about Tesla's new cyber truck, a 6,800 pound electric behemoth with sports car acceleration that experts say will be lethal to pedestrians and occupants of lighter vehicles. You know, um, that's something they just don't care about. Anyone who ever makes a truck, I guess. Uh, Elon Musk said, we are highly confident that Cybertruck will be much safer per mile than other trucks. That's because all of Tesla's cars are safer per mile than all of the other cars out there on the road. Um, some in the vehicle safety world disagree. Michael Brooks, executive director for the Center for Auto Safety, a nonprofit consumer advocacy organization, said the Cybertruck poses a variety of threats to pedestrians. According mm. to the website, it weighs 6,800 pounds and can accelerate from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds, which is ridiculous. For comparison, the 2023 Ford F-150 starts at slightly more than 4,000 pounds and can go from 0 to 60 in 5.5 seconds. Now, that's the model we should be aiming that is, for. You shouldn't look at Ford's electric F-150 Lightning that they have, you should compare it to a regular Ford F-150 because that's the best comparison for another electric truck. If someone, if anyone wants to uh, internet sleuth here for me real quick, I want to get the weight of uh, Ford's F-150 Lightning, I think is what it's called. Uh, Brooks said the Cybertruck's extreme acceleration capabilities combined with its weight means that drivers will have less time to react to pedestrians and collisions with them will be deadlier. He said the Cybertruck will be dangerous to occupants of other cars as well. Of course, it's a heavier vehicle. (laughs) You want to know what it is? What is it? 6,500 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) The Ford F-150 Ford Lightning has a curb weight. Of up to 6,500 pounds, according to sources, which compares to the regular F-150's curb weight that ranges anywhere from 4,021 to 5,000 pounds. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, so they compare that to the, the lightning ga- weighs 6,500 pounds, more than 35% more than the gas powered model. That's in large part because of, of an immovable weight at its core, an 1,800 pound battery. <laughs> so they compared it to the gas-powered F-150, not the electric version of it, which is 300 pounds lighter than the Cybertruck. Oh, gosh. That's even dumber than I thought. That's great. <sighs> okay. I'm surprised I didn't take that off of there before we could look it up. I know. I know. Um, let's see. Anything else? Oh, one one thing here while they're just talking about how dangerous... Elon Musk is and how dangerous the 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 vehicles are of course down here at the bottom you have the average uh, mile million of miles driven per one accident million miles driven per one accident for the average in the United States it's 0. 0.48 so 484,000 miles driven per one accident um, Tesla cars with the autopilot technology are 4.31 million miles driven per one accident or like 10 times safer than your regular car. And without autopilot, it's 2 million miles driven per one accident. So 
uh, let's see, no auto steer and active safety features is 1.59. So still even like three to four times better uh, than the average car in the U.S. And they're trying to make a big deal about these things being dangerous. They're actually, they are literally very much safer than regular vehicles on the road for both pedestrians and for other drivers on the road. But they are so concerned about trying to take down Elon Musk and where he derives all of his monetary value, which is how he finances Twitter X, that they'll even push out the narrative that Teslas are just too dangerous for the road. And they'll make a big news story out of every time someone dies in a Tesla or gets hit by a Tesla, when this is something that happens every single day on all roads in the United States. But they'll make a big news story whenever it's a Tesla. And there's a very specific reason that they're doing that. And that's dumb. That's that's real dumb. Yeah. Assembly yeah. number eight. Um, I can't stop laughing about it. That's crazy. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> you knew it was going to be close. Yeah. You didn't it had know it was to be. be that close. <laughs> 300 pounds. Yeah. Here you go, Charlie. We got more Dumb Bleep of the Week coming right up. And plus, we will pick the winner. The winner will go into the tournament bracket challenge for Dumb Bleep of the Year. The winner gets a trophy sent to them. No matter who they are, we're going to send that trophy. It says Dumb Bleep of the Year winner. You don't want to miss the winner coming right up. Night on the Free Talk Live Network. We are almost done with Dumb Bleep of the Week. Let's get the votes in. I uh, saw this one because Mehdi Hassan said, This is what systemic racism looks like, GOP. The largest credit union rejected more than half its black conventional mortgage af- applicants. This is systemic racism. Go ahead, Chuck. All right. The largest credit union in the U.S. has the widest disparity in mortgage approval rates between white and black borrowers of any major lender, a trend that reached a new height. Last year, a CNN analyst found Navy Federal Credit Union approved more than 75% of the white borrowers who applied for a new conventional home purchase mortgage in 2022, according to the most recent data available from the CFPB. But less than 50% of black borrowers who applied for the same type of loan were approved. While many banks also approved white applicants at higher rates than black borrowers, the nearly 29 percentage point gap in Navy Federal's approval rates was the widest of any of the 50 lenders that originated the most mortgage loans last year. Notably, Navy Federal approved a slightly higher percentage of applicants from white borrowers making less than 62000 a year than it did of black borrowers making $140,000 or more. There's a few things here. <laughs> there's a few things that you just don't, there's things that you don't know when you look at this. You could say, uh, what's the likelihood of being a single-headed household versus a, a two-person household between white people and black people? I think that it's a lower likelihood to have a two-person household, okay, when it comes to a, a black family, maybe. I think the stats would be lower on that. So one, you could say a white borrower making less than 62000 a year uh, could have a cosigner, could have multiple people on there and maybe the black person was just one. Okay. That's one thing. That's just one single thing. And I'm not even saying that's it. The other thing that they don't have, well, let's read a little bit more of the article. A deeper statistical analysis performed by CNN found that black applicants to Navy federal more than twice as likely to be denied as white applicants, even when more than a dozen different variables 
including income, debt-to-income ratio, property value, down payment percentage, and the neighborhood characteristics were the same. Navy Federal spokesperson Bill Pearson defended the credit union's lending practices. Navy Federal Credit Union is committed to equal and equitable lending practices and strict adherence to all fair lending laws, employee training, fair lending statistical testing, third-party evaluations, and compliance reviews are embedded and our lending practices to ensure fairness across the board. He said that CNN's analysis does not accurately reflect our practices because it did not account for major criteria required by any financial institution to approve a mortgage loan. Those factors include credit score, available cash deposits, and relationship history with lender. So you don't have that information, but you still write this article. And it, it, this is in the article. They, they say, you know, this person's defense, you guys literally don't have the credit score data. And that's a pretty big one. Or how about available cash? What's your cash on hand? Or what about your history with the lender? Have you had some kind of loan delinquency in the past? Not saying that there's more, but I'm saying you don't have that information. Yeah. But you still make this big assumption and run with the headline, Mehdi Hassan, who's just truth incarnate, uh, goes out there and says this is what a systemic racism looks like. You got this chart here, 77% approval for whites, 48% for black. Here's the gap between the two at all the different banks. This could be part of it. This is 2019, but average FICO score by race. White would be 734 and black would be 677. Now that's 677 is not the worst credit score in the world. But for an average, assuming that there's like a little statistical bubble around the average encompassing all the different credit scores that there could be around that to get to that average of 677, the people on the lower end are going to get dangerously close to a range that you're not going to get approved at, which I think is below 620. But when your average is up at 734 and you look at the little statistical bubble around 734. Even people on the lower side, probably still up above whatever the 640 is, the 620, whatever that whatever that number is. And so you're going to catch way more people when the average is down there at 677. They're going to be outside of that approval limit for people's credit scores. Not only that, but like, let's say you have the twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 for a down payment or whatever, and you, you give all that money and then you have nothing left over. Mm-hmm. They're not going to lend to you for that. Yeah, you got to have the down payment plus money. They have to see that you're going to be able to f- keep affording the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they don't have that data for the article, which gets really annoying because they still make the assumptions with the article. People like Mehdi Hassan make the assumptions from the article, uh, all while not having all of the information and just going along with the mm-hmm. idea that the nation's largest credit lender is this big racist credit lender that won't give loans to black people. That means that there's systemic racism. That means that we need reparations. That means that we need to retool our entire system. And you're doing Just like that. women make less money than men. Yeah, it's, it's like as fake as that statistic yeah. right there without having all the other details yeah, to go now, along with it. To give them credit, they did say more than a dozen variables or whatever, but they didn't. The problem is they didn't do all the variables. Yeah, like credit you're, scores are pretty important. You one. just picked certain variables mm-hmm. that fit your narrative. Let's yeah. look at all of it. The credit score, it's not that they picked that. That's not publicly available information. So they, I'm just clarifying that they didn't decide to not pick credit scores. The, that's not publicly available information mm-hmm. that they could that they could pull individuals' credit scores. What I mean. So there's this article talking about how 
all about how black people have lower credit scores than white people do. And it's a, it's framed in the idea that that is systemic racism, that black people have lower credit scores. It's called giving credit words due. I don't know if we have to read this whole thing. Here's a big deal. While only one in 19 white Americans have a credit score of 620 or lower, a level considered high risk for most lenders, one in five black Americans have a credit rating of 620 or lower. Yeah. So 20% of black Americans are below 620. This reminds me of that, you know, when, when Ben Shapiro was real young, mm-hmm. and they asked him about systemic racism and he, he shot back the facts yeah. and they didn't, he's like, you tell me why 13% of the population commits 50% of the murders. Yeah. You tell me why black on black crime is higher than white on white crime. You tell me why they're not finishing school. You tell me why they're, it's, I think he's right when he said it's a culture problem more so than it is anything else. Now, is there some racism at play? Sure. sure. Racism still exists. Or some of it, you know, down the line, generations has have stemmed from racist policies in the past. You know, your, your parents or your grandparents weren't able to get ahead mm-hmm. like maybe my parents or grandparents were able to get ahead. And, uh, and so that can still have effects, of course. There's... I, you know, when you say cultural problems, it kind of seems like you're kind of people could take that as being like a little racist, just a little bit, you know, but I think well, it's, but what a, he I think was it's meaning, an incentivized what he culture was meaning problem. Is, you know, why, why, why has the single household rate exploded among black Americans? Then you could blame the government. Yeah. Honestly. Well, for the way that we, and then what you do is you have that, you have this whole, Demi- you have this whole party of Democrats basically saying that they, that the, you know, they're all victims and they can never get ahead. So mm-hmm. why try? So you run it, you like you walk around all day being like, well, everybody's out to get me. Why would I even try to better myself? You know, they just perpetuate the, the victim mentality and it's just simply not true. Speaking of why would you ever try to better yourself? Don't believe number 10. Mm. Uh, the article that I sent you last night, I thought it was going to be a fine article. It's like, Oh, finally Robert Reich is talking about something other than politics, you know? He cares about people's mental health. Nope. This part of the episode is not brought to you by betterhelp.com slash GML because it's not an official ad, but I just want to let you know you can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash GML. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's a, it's a great deal. Yeah. Okay. For your mental health, do it. Robert Reich says we need to talk about the United States mental health crisis and its larger causes. He wants to talk about an uncomfortable topic that needs much more open discussion, the United States' extraordinarily high level of anxiety. A panel of medical experts has recommended that doctors screen all patients under 65, including children and teenagers, for what the panel calls anxiety disorders. Uh, Lori Burt? P.B.? Yeah, two B's. P.B.R.T.? Yep. A clinical psychologist and professor at the University of Massachusetts Medical School who serves on the panel calls mental health disorders a crisis in the country. Recent New York Times article discussed what's called a persistent depressive disorder or PDD, which an estimated 2% of adults in the United States have experienced in the past year. Nearly 50%, nearly 50,000 people in the U.S. lost their lives to suicide last year, according to a new tally from the National Center for Health Statistics. The suicide rate, now 14.3 deaths per 100,000 Americans, has reached its highest level since 1941 when the U.S. entered the Second World War. Men aged 75 and older had the highest suicide rate last year. Really? I wouldn't have guessed that. Mm. Just want to go out on your own terms, huh? Yeah, they were done. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> last year, I'm just kidding. 
at nearly 44 per 100,000 people, double the rate of people aged 15 to 24. While women have been found to have suicidal thoughts more commonly, men are four times as likely to die by suicide because they get the job done. Mm-hmm. Suicide rates for Native Americans are almost double the rates for other Americans. That's the thing. Women always think about it. Yeah. <laughs> men just do. <laughs> they just can't make the decision on no, anything. No. You know? What's... <laughs> Do I take 12 pills or 10? What's going on? I want the minimal amount to do it. (laughs) Maybe the widespread anxiety and depression along with a near record rate of suicide should not be seen as personal disorders. Maybe they should be seen in many cases as rational responses to a society that's becoming ever more disordered. This is Robert Reich's official opinion. Yes, as a lawyer. After all, who's not concerned by the right? Not only is he an economist, he's also a medical professional. Yeah. Okay. And he's, a, he's only educated in the field of law. After all, who's not concerned by the rising cost of housing and the growing insecurity of jobs and incomes? That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, apart from Trump supporters, isn't terrified by Trump's attacks on democracy and the possibility of another Trump presidency? Why wouldn't you kill yourself? Mm-hmm. Because all because people like, like Robert Reich have been fear-mongering you to death, literally, who doesn't worry about mass shootings at their children's or grandchildren's schools? People who look at statistics? Yeah. Who isn't affected by the climate crisis? Add increasingly brutal racism. That's what we're most known for is an increasingly brutal, brutally racist society. Mounting misogyny it's at all-time highs. Record amounts of misogyny. Mm-hmm. Anti- Which is why men are killing themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why all these <laughs> 75-year-old dudes are killing themselves. <laughs> It's the mounting misogyny and the brutal racism, anti-abortion laws, homophobia and transphobia, attacks on Asian Americans, Hispanic Americans, Jews, Arabs, and other minority groups, and the growing coarseness and ugliness of what we see and read in social media. Consider all this, and it would almost be stranger if you weren't anxious, stressed, and often depressed. God bless. There are certain things that you that you read and you try to analyze that... I don't know if you ever get this way, Charlie, but you you feel so angry and upset and gaslit about it, it actually becomes difficult to even critique it or say anything back because of the ridiculousness and the insanity going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever feel that way. I do. I'm almost at a loss for words because like, if I start talking, I'll be so angry. Mm-hmm. And I, you know. Like I want to say mean things. I want to be slow to anger. Mm-hmm. I want to be quick to listen, slow to anger. So it's hard to say. It's hard to say anything. Studies this show. Is just, I text you. You sent me this last night, and I text you back, and I just said it's like the gaslight of all gaslights. It really know? is the gaslight of all gaslights because Robert Reich is one of the perpetrators of this narrative that's getting pushed on everyone in the country that. Trump's going to destroy democracy and nothing is your fault. The rising cost of housing and job, the inequality, income and, and increasing racism, way more racism and misogyny is way worse. And homophobia and transphobia is way worse than when it wasn't even legal to get married as a gay person. Like everything is so much worse right now. And he's one of these people that are actually pushing that idea onto people. And let's say they are getting depressed about it. He's the one doing it. And then writing an article about, oh, yeah, I mean, it's easy to understand. You know, some people, they just get so anxious and depressed because of all these things I've been telling them are going on around the country that they're not really experiencing, but they see me talk about it all the time. When in actual reality, things are way better than they have ever been. (laughs) 
Uh, studies show that women have nearly double the risk of depression as men. Black people also have higher stress levels. From 2014 to 2019, the suicide rate among black Americans increased by 30%. Are women and black people suffering from a disorder or are they responding to reality or both? White men without college degrees are particularly vulnerable to deaths from suicide, overdoses, and alcoholic liver diseases with contributions from the cardiovascular effects of rising obesity. Uh, he that, says that's not as important, though. Particularly as... vulnerable might mean that they have a much higher rate of suicide than all the other people that he mentioned, but he doesn't want to put the stat in there because no. he's talking about racism and misogyny mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Are they suffering from a disorder or are they responding to a fundamental change in American society or both? In their book, Deaths of Despair and the Future of Capitalism, God. economists Ann Case and Angus Deaton argue that the deaths of despair among whites would not have happened or would not have been so severe without the destruction of the white working class. Part of the problem, they say, is that the less educated are often underpaid and disrespected and feel that the system is rigged against them. Well, they were white, though, so they probably shouldn't yeah. kill themselves that's, I mean, so, <laughs> as that's, reparations. Yeah, but it makes the stats better for all the black people because mm-hmm. there's less white people. Even if we had far more mental health professionals, what would they do against these formidable foes? Prescribe more pills? If anything, Americans are probably already over-medicated. Dr. Reich here. Mm. They could be overmedicated. I would agree with them being overmedicated. Maybe that's one of the reasons that people are freaking out so much because they just jump the pills immediately when they're having a bad day. Don't get me wrong, I'm not arguing against better access to mental health care. In fact, quite the opposite. Increased staffing and improved access to mental health care are very much needed. Mental health, here's another just striking fact he wants all of us to know. Mental health care is harder to find now than before the pandemic. Does anyone in their right mind actually think that mental health care is harder to find now than it was before the pandemic. Is it harder to find now than it's ever been? He says about half the people in the U.S. live in an area without a mental health professional, federal data shows. Of course, he completely lacks to decides to not account for all of the online resources that exist out there. Yeah. Instead he, instead, he says that half the people live in an area without a mental health professional. He ignores sites like BetterHelp or all of the other competitors that we won't mention on this show mm-hmm. that are out there that are offering mental health good. advice. No, they're not near as good. But uh, you should. But these people probably don't have access to the internet either, though. No. They don't have cell phones. Or That's true. That's true. IDs. or. <laughs> but in addition to providing more and better access to mental health care and a, sui- and a suicide and crisis hotline, shouldn't we try to make our society healthier? Americans experience the least economic security of the inhabitants of any advanced nation. A healthy society needs more job security and stronger safety nets. Because our government is spending us into oblivion. (laughs) That's why. Because of all the policies you advocate for, spending more money, more money, more money, that lead to what people are most freaked out about, which is they can't afford to pay for food or housing for their freaking children. Here's your... Too expensive. Charlie, you asked where the modern monetary theorists were. This is what they pivoted to. The health, the mental health crisis is because of capitalism. (sighs) (laughs) Don't, don't pay attention to how inflation has made everything worse or how we took away your jobs during the pandemic or any of that kind of stuff. It's a, it's all capitalism and we must have a better society and a better government that takes better care of people. That's uh, that's what we need. The distribution of income and wealth in the United States is the most unequal of any other advanced nation. A healthy society ensures that no one working full time is poor and levies high taxes on the wealthy to help pay for what society needs. <laughs> says whom? Sa- who says that? Levies high taxes on the wealthy? Look at freaking Denmark and Sweden 
and Switzerland and all that, you would never support their tax rates. If you make 80 grand a year, you're in the highest tax bracket in Sweden. Highest tax bracket. Someone making 80 grand pays the same as someone who literally takes home a million dollars every year when it comes to those taxes. Their corporate tax rate of 22%, we just lowered our tax rate down to that amount, and everyone said this is fascism. It's actually 23 and a half. We're still <laughs> so, above 22. I thought we went to 21 and a half. I thought oh, it was a half it? percent lower. Okay. I don't remember exactly Maybe. what it is. Guns and assault weapons are easy, easier to buy in the United States than any other advanced nation. The Healthy Society bans assault weapons and makes it difficult to buy guns. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do this, people will kill themselves. <laughs> That's the danger of guns is everyone deciding to kill themselves because other people have guns. Mm. That's that's the unseen yeah. danger that we're dealing with. The U.S. puts more carbon dioxide into the air per capita than almost any other advanced nation. A healthy society better protects the environment. That's why people are so upset, because they saw the carbon dioxide per capita numbers, and they just can't get over it. Big money plays a larger role in American politics than it does in almost any other advanced nation, almost any other advanced nation. A healthy society does not allow big money to buy politicians, Some American politicians, like Donald Trump, gain power by stirring up racism, xenophobia, and homophobia. A healthy society does not elect these. They're the ones that stirred all that up. (laughs) I know. know. No, I mean, just think about that xenophobia. You know, whenever he closed off travel from China during the COVID pandemic, that was xenophobic. Mm -hmm. It's racist. You know that time that he said that all of the Mexicans were murderers and rapists? You know, that's racist. Mm -hmm. Of course, he didn't actually say that. But the fact that so many people think that he did has been allowed to stir up a bunch of racism. Oh, God. The list could be much larger, but you get the point. The anxiety disorders suffered by Americans are real and they apparently apparently are growing. But instead of regarding them solely as personal disorders, maybe we need to understand them as at least partly as social disorders and get to work remedying them as a society. The CDC needs to step in and change our tax rates. Mm. That's actually what's going to need to happen. No number of mental health professionals and no amount of medications or hotlines will be enough. If you do not increase taxes on the rich and seize companies from the wealthy and start a government healthcare system that's going to completely crash and burn and destroy the healthcare system, and further destroy the schooling systems that we have, and take away everyone's guns and modes of self-defense, there's just nothing we can do about this. Mm. There's just no way. If you don't stop Trump, people are going to be mass suiciding themselves. Here's what he's saying. If you don't start advocating for the very policies that led you to this depression, (laughs) then you're going to kill yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's okay. gaslighting. It's pure gaslighting. It is some of the He's literally gaslighting saying I've you seen. need to advocate for the policies that led to this situation. <sighs> okay. Spending ourselves into oblivion because everything that he's advocating for would all cost money. Yeah. And they would, who would money they take it from? Don't have. You'd have to take it from the people. They're not going to have it. You're going to have to inflate the currency even more, uh, which means prices will go up on everything. People that are already struggling will struggle even harder. Prices of houses will go up. School, everything that the government sends money towards will continue to go up. The value of your money will go down if, if you follow whatever it is that he wants you to do. And that is his prescription to stop people from being sad. Dumbly number one was uh, number one was the Boston mayor's no whites Christmas party. Number two, thanks, Nate. Was that weird political post? You got me angry. Good. That's what I was aiming for. Now I'm in the calm. Number three was the White House anti-racist nutcracker. Number four was seize Bill Gates' land. Five is capitalism is why we found bombs. Six is how to motivate Gen Z. Number seven is Eric Holder on CNN. Number eight is the Tesla recall and the dangers of the Cybertruck. Number nine is the Navy federal. 
uh, racist company. And uh, number 10 is the Robert Reich mental, the Robert Reich created mental health crisis prescription by Robert Reich. Get your votes in. There you go. Get those votes in. Charlie, tell them where to find our stuff. Goodmorningliberty.us. Go visit or not. It's up to you. Share the show with a friend, a family member, or a foe. Hit that plus button on Apple Podcasts to make sure you get, make sure you're following. Yeah. yeah. You want to do that. Or hit the follow button on Spotify. And um, where else should they go? Oh, GodHatesFeds.com. Yeah. It's a place to go. JoinGML.com. JoinGML.com. BurningLies.com. GMLNews.com takes you directly to our news page, by the way. I didn't tell you about that one yet. GMLNews.com. Yeah. Yeah. Listen on Free Talk Live Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're in the radio area, you can listen on the or, radio. Looks like uh, Robert Reich created mental health crisis prescription by Robert Reich as the winner. Dumbleed number 10. That should win Dumbleed of the year almost. <laughs> yeah. It's so... His gaslighting. Is, There's a reason, and then he profits all of all of this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, with his books and his speeches and all this garbage that he does. His YouTube views, he makes ad revenue from that garbage. The dude's a multimillionaire, has studied economics, and still perpetuates the narrative that's anti-economical. Yeah, like it's just mind blowing. I don't know how much he studied economics. He got a law degree. That's what he graduated with. And he just happened to have friends in the right places and, you know, got in. I think. Oh, he's a privileged um, white man. And it, yeah. There you go. <laughs> they, they felt bad for us. All how right. How short he was. Robert Reich no, wins. No one feels bad for how tall I am. No. How many times I almost hit my head in Atlantis? Probably a lot of times. Built for yeah. me. The shower head hit me right in the middle of the chest. <laughs> Showers have to be rough, actually, because I because like sometimes I can't put my head under the shower. Well, you have to do forward-facing showers. Yeah, so I literally have to point to bend over like this. Yeah, get underneath it where I can't turn around. Yeah, turn around. All right, (laughs) we got the votes in. Great job, everyone. I hope everyone has a great weekend. We got to go. Time to get out of here. We've officially ran out of things to say. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.